H-A-T-E. It was with this left hand that old brother Cain struck the blow that laid his brother low. L-O-V-E. You see these fingers, dear hearts, these fingers has veins that run straight to the soul of man. The right hand, friends, the hand of love. Now watch and I'll show you the story of life. These fingers, dear hearts, is always a warring and a tugging, one again to other. Now watch them. Old brother left hand. Left hand hates a fighting. It looks like love's a goner. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dog loves a winning. Yes, sirree. It's love that won. And old left hand hate us down for the count. You need love, man. Oh, baby, I travel. Bodies, bodies, bodies. It's the Ron Fez show on a weekday. I'm going to guess Friday? No. It's Thursday. That blows. Uh, started us off a little black eye. Uh, I was going to say black eyed keys. <laughs> That'd be the best fucking super group ever. <laughs> Auto tune the shit out of the blues. Fuck uh, it. Here's the thing we never play black eyed peas ever. <laughs> and yet, that name just hits you yeah. from everywhere in the world that as soon as you say black like it's I it's gotta be black eyed I call Earl Douglas black eyed Earl right oh, now I can't Jesus. stop it <laughs> the black keys uh fabulous little group picture a major major fan of theirs love them can't get enough of them they're great would you say this you kiss the ground they walk on 
kind of dirty, but sure. <laughs> dirty, isn't it? A little bit. <clears throat> but I think the reason that you would kiss that ground is that it would be sacred ground. Oh, of course. For the Black Eyed Keys. Yeah. Fergie's great in that band. It's a super group. It's like robot blues. The weird thing is that if they did that, suddenly tons of people would be into the Black Keys. <laughs> Just like, they're the best. They're the shit. Can't wait to go to the show. I like their boots. <laughs> Do you think like when the Black Eyed Peas get together, like, bef like long before they get to any kind of musical talk, it's like, what about our boots? Oh, without a doubt. What's the outfit going to look like? And like, like, maybe that Asian black guy wore fucking sneakers to one show, and there's a lot of, you know... Infighting with that. Yeah. Like, like, what were you doing, man? Where's the robot fucking boots? You fucked up the entire set. <laughs> you know we robot boots this shit. <laughs> we have robot voices, so we need robot boots. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley's starting off in a nervous place today. Oh. So we wanted to get him in the game early. Take a shot from the top of the key. Any reason that you're nervous, Fed? Uh, no, just a general nervousness. General anxiety. Mm-hmm. Which just could be your name if you ever join the Marine Corps. <laughs> general anxiety's here. <laughs> I don't think we should attack today. <laughs> Let's wait. I have got a bad feeling about this battle. Nothing in particular happened? You're not focusing on bad things like you were yesterday? Well, I'm still focused on that murdered kid in Brooklyn. Now, because you are a guy who has anxiety, why would you then turn around and focus on a story that is so awful, so gut-wrenching, so terrifying... That you could take the most easygoing guy in the world. Yeah. Dennis Wilson of the of the late Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boy. <laughs> a drummer with a band, a surfer. He sleeps on the beach. He would feel freaked out oh. if he read those stories. And that guy lived with Manson. <laughs> and even Manson that. would go, this fucking guy is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you see this story in Brooklyn? It's horrifying. It's nuts. Son of Sam is like looking at his paper going, they ought to put that Brooklyn murderer to death. I, I'm sure it's a national story, but I'll lay it out there for people. A little Hasidic Jewish boy. First day of going to like little school thing by himself. He's nine. He's going to walk six blocks back to his house. Yep. He doesn't make the turn. Bad man gets him in the car. And you know where it ends. It ends in horror. This is the thing that if it comes on the news, you start screaming, quick, I've got to find the nanny on another channel so I can sit here and relax. I can't wa There's nothing I could do with this story. No, it's just, it's fine. I mean, we have laws to stop it. As a society, we know this, this is the most horrifying thing anyone could do. Why put it on the news? What are we going to do about it? I mean, the story should be out there. A horrible thing happened. You know, it should be. But every detail? All of them. The papers, oh, love, they love it. They God, love every single one. What they one. did with the body and yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. Tedious. It's, but why do you, general anxiety, a guy who every day is a bad day, you read that story and then you come to work... And you're not ready, you're not prepared for work because you're so nervous. It's just everywhere. There's no getting away from it. I'm getting away from it. Change the channel. 
Go over to Nick at night as soon as it comes on. Then go back for the uh, baseball scores. Don't put yourself through it. Don't go and pick up the paper and read every detail. It's horrible. Horrible. Um, let's go over here to Sean. Sean, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, Ryan, it'd be a buck three eighty, my friend. Mm. I listened to a replay last night, and when Fed even mentioned Sherwood Schwartz's name, he couldn't even say his name without breaking down and crying. And, you know, the man was 94 years old, lived a great life. Uh, and then he went on to tell the story about this nine-year-old boy being chopped up, put in a freezer, body dumped in a dumpster, and his voice never cracked once. He didn't cry, he didn't crack once. I just can't figure it out. That's cut very, the very bait, interesting. Cut the bait. That's very, very interesting. I didn't even think of that. He was very uh, shook up over Sherwin Schwartz, but this murdered kid, Fez has a perverse pleasure about. Oh, oh I but have I, no pleasure in this at all. The fact that you keep reading it, it's like like people who keep going to horror movies. They might yell, they might scream, but there's still pleasure in that. I know a lot of people who read murder books. Like, yeah. you ask them what they read. I'm reading a murder book. <laughs> And, like, they'll tell you, this person was a lunatic. And finally, like, I'm like, dude, the last ten books you read were murder books. What the fuck? Can't get enough of it. Do you want to murder? What is it that you want to do here? And they're like, well, I'm always interested in the mind of this person. What makes their mind go this way? And then I will say to them, why don't you get interested in the way Da Vinci's mind worked? <laughs> maybe, maybe Gandhi's mind. Find out how fucking... Really healthy, super intelligent, sensitive, thoughtful people think. Not crazy fucking murderers. Yeah, but did they kill anyone in a gruesome manner? Uh, um, Mike, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. You know, you got your people that are for and against the death penalty. I wonder if this is the one where you say, yeah, that dude's got to die. I mean, the evidence is monstrous and whatever. If this tips those people that are kind of balancing on, you know, no, I don't believe in the death penalty. Well, well just give me the tonight. reason why we kill the guy. What would be the actual reason? Um, you know, I, I teeter on it back and forth, but these are just one of them things where it's just so, it takes your mind to just such horrible places. You're no, like, I understand that. So the reason is that if you kill the monster, you don't have to think about monsters till the next monster. Uh... You know, that's real simple, but I, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. That's where I'm going with it. You just, you know, it's like that Jeffrey Dahmer thing, or, you know, oh, no, he shouldn't be, what are you going to say? Yeah, I'm taking my head, the head in the freezer for my friend, you know? It's, yeah, I, I, I get that part of it completely. I just think whether or not you're on the death penalty thing, you get past, is this a revenge killing? I mean, I have no problem with revenge killing the guy. No. But. Is that best for our society? Because I could walk in there myself and fucking pop them twice. Easy. Wouldn't hurt. Easy. Then sit down and have dinner. Hell no, yeah. you know what? I might even walk in there with a sandwich. <laughs> fucking shoot both fucking kneecaps. With a mouthful. Then yell, guess what's coming next? And But the fact that I can do that, does that mean I should do that? That's the That becomes the whole death penalty thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're like, this is the worst fucking... I'm sure mental illness... You know, people are going, well, he must be crazy. Well, do you think <laughs> someone would do something like this? Yes. Crazy plays into it. There's you know, no shit. fucking doubts. 
He's not in reality. I mean, Christ. Me and I ain't the reality you're in, that's for sure. Although you are wearing another shirt with guns all over it. Well, this was on sale, so I figured why not get myself something nice. Why? Where do you shop, though? A gun, <laughs> gun store? Um, here's Todd. Todd in Detroit. Here on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Speaking from experience, the guy who actually went inside DOC. As soon as that scumbag hits general population, he's done. He's, he's never going to be he's a general no, population. That's crazy. Never let you want to bet? You want to bet? Yes. Eventually, eventually in transport, he's gonna. They're, they're gonna take their fucking eyes off him, and that's it. Oh shit! He tripped and fell. What What are we supposed to mean? Believe that there's some kind of really great people in prison who who I'm fucking vigilantes, yes. superheroes who take care yeah. of the justice that the rest that's of the us don't. That's why they're fucking in point. there. Thank God for those inmates. Um, they're cleaning up prison streets. Um, all right, well, that's the crazy focus. And again, I don't know why, Fuzzy, that you focus on this. I don't think that you should, only because of your anxiety. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, the thing that gets stuck in my head is the randomness of it. And I got an email here. Uh says, uh, we were talking about the Brooklyn boy. Wonder- wait. He didn't wait for it. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. So the email says we were talking about the Brooklyn boy. I'm wondering if these things are really so random and unusual. Or if it's just a matter of opportunity. Since the kid got lost and went up to the stranger and asked him for help. Uh, speculating about the fact that if you were walking along a deserted stretch of road late at night and a hundred cars pass intermittently over time with randomized drivers and walkers from all demographics, but all the drivers had a strong impression from the circumstances that they could get away with whatever crime they chose to commit, what would be the chances that at least one would mug you, rape, or kill? So, and they were thinking it would be about maybe 2% out of that 100. Crazy numbers. That's really That's crazy shit. high numbers. 2%. Uh, 2% of Americans, 2% of Americans will rape, mug, and kill if they have the opportunity. No, there's 2% chance that one out of those 100... That's 2% of Americans. What you're saying is... you're. It's like a sample. I want you to look over just to see that everybody else gets it. See, he's, now he's on my bad side for changing fucking modes. All right, now you caught it. Uh, yeah, the sample would be 2% of all Americans is what this thing is. 2% of all Americans. Unless you're saying we're outside, we're on nutty fucking highway. Well, then of course it's going to go out higher. Now he's going to he's going to see he hides it back again. But two percent of Americans is the point of this. No, of course not. No, I think if somebody would give in to some sort of horrible instinct that they had out on that highway, out of a hundred people passing you alone on the road, somebody would do something. You walk down the fucking streets here at night. You walk past hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And people are just walking around calmly. 
I don't know what this... This rape highway sounds scary <laughs> as shit. Yeah, this is a deserted stretch of road. This isn't, you know, where people are around. Guess what? When you live at a place where there's a deserted stretch of road, you feel more comfortable there than you do walking through the village. Do you know what I'm saying? People from that that live in the country are much more comfortable in the country than they are walking through the East Village Two o'clock in the morning. They would much rather be alone themselves out there with just the lone car going by every once in a while. You, so you're already using against some prejudice that there's inbred hill people that live in the middle of the country. I will tell you this. As a kid, I hitchhiked everywhere. As a little fucking kid. We went everywhere. Fucking never had any problems. I get that occasionally some nut is out there. But no, I don't think it's as common as 2%. What, according to your thing there, you've got, out of every 100 times that you're going to leave the house, it'll come up two times. You could get fucking whacked. Fuck. I don't think that's true. That's a bit high. Um, so I don't know. I know that the things like this set the fear thing off, but mm. I think this is way more random than you think. I walked back and forth to school every fucking day when I was a kid. Yeah. Hicks lived in Astoria. Big ups. Uh, during the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Crack time. New Jack City. Right next to Queensbridge. <laughs> like, it's really not, not a safe place. No, it isn't still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still, you're like, you know what? I don't think I can come over. Yeah, I'm just going to... Hang up north of 21st. So I think that that's very fucking high. I mean, you've lived in New York for 10 years. Uh-huh. In New York City. New Jack. You never saw a fucking story this horrible outside of 9-11. But you know what I'm saying? This is a rare occasion. It's a rare thing. Well, they think this guy was just looking for an opportunity to grab a kid. That, right, and that, that it was going. He was out there. He was going to do this. He was just waiting for the chance. Yeah, he's the rare person, though. I mean, you've had a chance to grab kids. You don't do it, right? Yeah. Right. Does? I never. I, no, I never. It's would. just the way you said right. It didn't fucking yeah, come across so strong to me. No, had a th- it was a thought there for a second. Fez? No, I have not grabbed any children, and I never would. I'm going to have a fucking lie detector here in 15 minutes. That's fine. I would not grab any kids. No, I have a lie detector. It's right there, Chris Stanley. He, his, when he looks at your eyes, he's staring at your soul. That's right. It's fucking frailty time if he shakes your hand. Mm-hmm. He will fucking see the things you're going to do. Now, um... 2%... of 100 people... According to this of yours, what do you think it's going to be? Oh, I think it would be higher. I think uh, I think definitely one hundred percent. Someone out of that hundred would try something. That's not a fucking percentage. All right, it's a hundred people. <laughs> now, two percent of one hundred is two. So two percent of that hundred people means two people will do it. Right. Now, what's the percentage you think it is out of the hundred? He 100? said one hundred percent that somebody's I- in there, which is now that one of those- half of theirs. He's at one percent. That one of yeah. those hundred people would do something. Yeah, that's one percent. One out of a hundred uh, is a hundred percent in a hundred percent. Your fucking letter says two percent would or two people. You're saying it's a hundred percent that one person would, which 
is the craziest fucking math that ever it's happened. Definitely one percent. Like we can say there's one hundred percent chance that a fucking kid will get killed in the coming year. But that doesn't mean everyone keep your fucking kids in because there's a giant fucking country out there. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, the point of this is this. I know these things are scary when they fucking happen. But I can guarantee you this. Next week, you will have something new to be afraid of. Uh, here's Betty in D.C. You're on Ron Fez. Good morning. Um, Ron, you mentioned the other day about no seatbelts in your dad's car, and yeah. it rang a bell. Um, my dad also would get them removed when he bought cars. Um, you had the guest on uh, uh, talking about the, how the helmets on the bicycle, you know, for bicycles is... right. Ruining everything. That the was Miss Susie Essman of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Um, the Brooklyn boy abduction is awful. Um, life is risky, though. And who's to say that the boy wouldn't have, would have been less of a target if he was 10 or 13 or 15, which is more when parents let the kids walk home by themselves? No, um, you're absolutely right. And see, the thing here is, too... Why wasn't he with some buddies? Why wouldn't they say, look, if you're going to walk home, Go home with your friends. be with your pals? I mean, when I say I used to fucking hitchhike, I rarely did it by myself with, yeah. with pals. Uh -huh. You right. know what I mean? I, and I absolutely remember walking home from school by myself, but by myself meaning, yeah, with my friends, not uh, with parents. Or even if it was a matter of all the kids walking at the same time, school lets out at 3 o'clock, Everybody's walking home. You're not kind of out there by yourself on Lone Stalker Road when there's a 100% chance that one in a 100 will... I don't know where that goes. Raped I don't know where that goes. But, the, but it doesn't... You know, there is a... And there's such a thing as being street smart. And street smart doesn't mean... Oh, you fight anyone who fucks with you. No, that means that's one of the options <laughs> that you crazy. have. Yeah. It's one of the options that you have. But some kids, some parents are like, anyone fucks with you, you're going to take them down. Throw down. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Sometimes just... you got to scramble. <laughs> Sometimes you got to keep moving. It's be a fucking losing battle if you take that one on. But I mean, unless you're Mike Tyson. Yeah. And Mike Tyson, believe it or not, Used to get his ass beat all the time in Brooklyn. Sure, yeah, he fucking got in East Brooklyn. That plays yeah. a war zone over there still. I know. But, you know, when Mike Tyson used to be the champion of the world, there was a ton of guys watching TV who used to say he used to bust his ass. <laughs> Every fucking day after school. Made his they life won. hell. Mike Tyson would have to run like a fucking girl to get home from school. Tyson. To his pigeons. And you're like, well, who's fucking chasing him? Larry Holmes? No. <laughs> There's some fucking mean people out there. Um, here's, uh, Wes in Minnesota, you're my first. Hey, Ronnie. I, uh, you guys were talking about executing this guy earlier, but I don't think we should execute him. I think we should just throw him in general population. All right. Can we, please, can I, be away? Can, I, can I be away from these kind of fucking crazy calls where we're going to finally get the, I don't want an electric chair, I want an electric couch, and I want to make them all sit on it. Let's turn them into a parking lot. None of these things are going to fucking happen. We're never going to fucking turn it into Escape from New York <laughs> where people have to fight their way to live, and it's all crazy. Fuck. Amy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello, Ron. Yeah. Um, 
that boy was nine years old, and he had asked to walk home on meet oh, them halfway God. a number of times, and they had drilled it and gone through it a few times. And I just feel terrible for these parents because it's I awful. really feel like they they you know I I think they tried to do the best they could, and and that area of Brooklyn is really good. It's really a nice area. Well, it's it's it's, but- it's a village i know but this could have happened in palm beach it could have happened anywhere it's just something you know like that occasionally horribly there's a lunatic out there it's terrible but it doesn't mean that the whole world is this scary horrific place it means occasionally these terrible things happen well, I think sometimes we teach our children to be so frightened that they're, they're afraid to get out of the car and walk to the store in, 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 a, in a nice area. I mean, what are we teaching our kids sometimes? Well, it's, you want to protect it, them, but, you know, you also have to teach them to go out in the world. It really is uh, the truth that is changed uh, around so much now that the kids can't go out. And I will tell you the truth. I honestly think it all happened where parents got so scary with cable news that the second that that we got cnn out there where if you lived in um sarasota florida and a kid in uh seattle washington was murdered and it was a horrible story like we're hearing today that story wouldn't just be something that you heard it would go on and on and on on the news mothers and fathers would watch it it would scare them until they thought there is a hundred percent chance that one percent will whatever these chances Rape are whatever however the math works out this horrific crazy fucking thing is going to happen because you immediately go and this is the, the scary thing about the fucking mind the mind goes what if this was my kid no. and when, as soon as you do that you, the fear gets on you. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fucking. Yeah. You're at a burial. You're fucking screaming. You're yelling. My life. You know all these things. They might rush very quickly through your mind, but they do fucking happen. So you get into that thing, and then you come to work like Fez in this state. Yeah, in this fucking crazy state, missing stuff, not picking up on it, feeling all fucking weird about it. Instead of being able to say, "Wow." This is awful, but so is getting hit by lightning. That's very rare. You could get hit by lightning when you leave the fucking house. Shit. But do you want to be one of those people that, you know, when it starts to rain, are all fucking scared and, you know... You can't deal with it. Don't answer the phone. Don't go near trees! That's why mom would fucking yell. Don't go near trees if it's raining out! I've met some people that are fucking just (laughs) terrified when it starts to rain. It won't even be lightning. (laughs) Yeah. And I've seen people... Like, when clouds come over, they're like, get inside. Like, it's a fucking monster up there. (laughs) Now, it can happen. There is this thing. Somebody is going to get hit by lightning every year. But it's it's rare. Just like you could be somebody, you saw Jaws, I don't go in the ocean. You've just given up a fucking lifetime of swimming in the ocean. Come on, man. Because of fucking Steven Spielberg. Uh, Brendan, Long Island, you're in my face. Yeah, hey, Ted started the week with criticizing that dad who who died in that stupid baseball stadium. Why does he think that if he goes outside, it's dangerous, but he locks himself up in Retard Island and has had three heart attacks in that cell of his? Um, 
I don't understand the connection between my heart attacks and someone falling out of a stadium. Don't you think the safety of your house is going to help you? But you can, anything can happen. You have no control over it. Unless you eat better, I guess. Uh, here's Bruce, Brooklyn. You're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, Fez, you ever been to uh, any uh, Orthodox community? No, I haven't. No? How do you I mean, not? You live in New ever... York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the way these, these, they're the safest places. You get tons of kids wandering the streets, you know, kind of like that. It's the way well, not only that, go. but they always have their own kind of neighborhood patrols oh, going yeah. on. They have their and own the, police, the, they have everything. This kid couldn't have been in a more unfortunate situation. Like, the, the guy happens to look like he'd be a safe guy in the Orthodox community. This, 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 he's this, one this, of them. He, he was a member yeah. of the Orthodox yeah. Yeah. community. Like if, any, if anyone this kid is going to talk to, it's going to be this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And one of the women that I saw in a... What, what are you shaking your head for? No, I was just not... Under, I didn't say anything about safety. I, I just wasn't understanding the call. Well, the, your, your thing about safety was the there's a 100% chance and that 1% oh. of the 100% was it 1% of the 100%? Whatever it yeah. happened to be. But the point was this. The, you, this neighborhood was a safe neighborhood. These people... Now, and this guy was part of the neighborhood. He was an Orthodox Jew in that neighborhood. One of the ladies on a TV that I saw said this makes it even worse. That it's one of our own. <laughs> There's not a lot they could have done to yeah, make this any it's, safer. Yeah. And this guy was raised in a thing of, you know, the most strictest fucking religion. Yeah, he was, was just a nut. It was an aberration, a crazy nut. I'm trying to get back to Fez's numbers. And I think what you're saying is that if you're on a, on a road walking and 100, 100 cars go by, you're either going to be raped or murdered. Is that yeah. the 100% of 1%? Yeah, someone's going to try to commit a crime against you. So if you're standing on a country road at night, mm -hmm. 100 cars going to go by. By the 100th car, you're going to be either raped or murdered. Yeah, someone is going to go past you with ill intent, yes. Ill intent is not the same as if they're going to do something. Yeah, they um, are. Anyone who drives down the road has ill intent for most of the people <laughs> around them. We all despise each other. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Adam, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, when I started remembering about uh, the news blowing up, about protecting your kids and all that stuff, and I remember my parents being riveted to the television when uh, baby Jessica fell in the well, and I remember just everyone. That's all they focused on, and that... For me, that's when I remember about, you know, oh, you got to protect your kids. Watch out. You don't want them falling in a well. I mean, how many times is that going to fucking happen? You fall in a well like that. You know what I mean? I don't mean? know how many times I've seen an open well in my life, <laughs> like the kind that you used to draw in school. I can. Never. I've never fucking seen one. You've never taken the bucket. No. thing. <laughs> the fuck? That Lower. sounds crazy. Lower the rope down. Fuck that. Let it fill up with water and then roll it back up again. No. Can't say that I have. The baby Jessica story was, it was early days of cable. And it's one of those things, just like this Kaylee Anthony trial. But look how quickly we go from this horrible thing to the next one. Yeah. 
And you're hearing the same people say stuff like, this person, they're going to get off. <laughs> Let's hope they don't have the same jury. Like, relax, everybody. Uh, it's crazy. Please relax. Please relax yourself. For the love of God. For the love of an Orthodox God, please relax. You know, occasionally you need to talk to somebody with a... A better sense of this than yourself. Let's go to somebody who's used to to, uh, bringing the whole country down to an absolute calm. Um, Her show, her TV show, is Drop Dead Diva, Sundays, 9 p.m. on Lifetime. Uh, lifetime Lifetime.com if you want to check it out. Let's go check in with Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho. This is uh, one of uh, Margaret's songs, Full Service Entertainer. You get singing, you get dance, you get comedy, <laughs> acting. I do it all. You do everything. Yeah, nice. Yeah, not, yeah, it's now, a good thing. Was that with great purpose? Did you say to yourself very early on, I want to have the opportunity to try everything? Well, you know, it's interesting just because for music, I actually have a very, very good singing voice, but people mm-hmm. don't expect it coming out of my face. I'm a lot like Susan Boyle. <laughs> so it's an unexpected thing and it's something that I've been planning to use and um, fortunately I'm really good friends with a lot of musicians who help me people um, like Ben Lee who just did that song and uh, Ani DeFranco and Tegan and Sarah and Fiona Apple who have been very very generous with their time and helped me make my record and look how you know all the coolest people too these are the, not just regular musicians no, they're the these, most exceptional they do by the way, Fiona Apple, we need a new album immediately when she you talk to her. She really is incredible, and what a, she's one of the greatest voices of our generation. Not only the greatest voice, but maybe the best writer that we have today. Yes. Phenomenal writer, and had this massive success. Yes. And then kind of went, mm, I don't want to have that. Well, pop she thing. is amazing. I know that she is working on a new album with uh, uh, my producer also and her producer, um, John Bryan, and um, who also produced many of her records. And she's just a, an amazing John soul. Bryan produced my record, yes. Wow. So I, that's I worked, nuts. Yeah. He, Say again, you know everybody that's worth knowing. Well, I've been friends with him for a good 18 years, and, and he was the person who inspired me to write music also, and he helped me a lot, helped me learn how to sing and play, and he, he was a great, great help to me. Um, that's stunning. That's yes. stunning that, hey, you would even know these people, but then have that opportunity of... Let's sit down and work together. Well, I love music, and I'm always kind of backstage at shows because I, w- I love to watch from the wings, and I love to watch people play, and I love to watch their hands on the instruments. And I've I've had that love for music for such a long time, and and so these people have become my friends over the years. Now that there is nothing, you know, I mean, big movies, even stand up comedy, but there's something when a band is on stage mm. and connecting with the audience. I don't know if there's anything. 
that moves as much as that. No, it's truly magical, and and the way that people have this mastery over these these odd things with strings that make sounds, and right. how do they how do they create such emotional reactions from something? It's a piece of wood with string on it. Right, <laughs> it's amazing. When you even look at a guitar, you're on like, who came up with that? And that's an ancient kind of instrument. You know, yes. it's been around for a long, long time, and it still seems. Like the strangest thing that could ever be invented. Yes, it seems. It seems so. Um, I mean, string instruments have always really, really fascinated me, and I, I was fortunate enough to work with Andrew Bird also on my record, who um, is is the the virtuoso. You know, he's been playing violin since he was four. So just seeing that, you know, seeing how people play these amazing things that they can draw so much out of you, your heart. You right, know, it's, it's powerful. And the strangest thing, and I think this is also true of humor, is that you're somewhat born with it. Like it's great that you can work at it, and you yes. can actually there's craft but there's some other connection to instruments there's certain people that you look at that look like they are at one with a guitar some people look like as natural as could be that's absolutely true that's absolutely true i mean and 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 it is the same thing like with uh but with musicians they also have such a respect for comedy with Mm -hmm. you know musicians love um because they 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 always have that moment where they're talking on stage and usually they're telling jokes right so you know they have this um there there's a lot of comedian musician love that's kind of it's always been there and i and i think that that's the connection of timing Yes. I think uh, that there's so many great comedians that you find out are, are great drummers, too. Right. That people that will be drummers. And it has to do with that place in between. Exactly. You know? And, again, timing. Can you teach somebody that, or is it... I think it's a, it's something that could be taught, but it's yeah. very hard to teach. It's a, right. it's a thing that's very internal and um, kind of a, just a, about your soul. But, right. But, you know, it's probably it probably could be taught. Well, they always have that... Uh, I, I can't think of the uh, book, but it's the 10,000 hours of doing something. Oh, yes, exactly, yes. And I think that that's true for craft. Right. But I don't know... If creativity plays into that, I don't know how much of that that you could actually be inventive mm-hmm. with that ten thousand hours. Well, I think there is. Um, I think that, that if you do spend enough time doing something, that there is kind of a jazz improv feeling that comes right. out. I mean, whether it's stand up comedy or music or 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 whatever it is, that there is a you do got, get so familiar with the art form that you you can play around with it, and, yeah. and so. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you brought up uh, Fiona, and I said she had that kind of massive success, and then, yes. no, I want to be an artist. I don't want to be just a pop star. The same kind of thing happened with you when yes. you had the sitcom thing, yes. where you had that place where you were go- America's sweetheart for a moment, mm-hmm. and then decided, no, I'm going to kind of found my own thing well it wasn't really also like a choice too because i i was uh you know i was fired where the show mm. was canceled and the, the, the show was canceled basically because I, I was too fat like they told me i was too <laughs> fat so and then they replaced my show with drew carey because he he was so thin <laughs> but now he's really thin um but it's a very strange thing so i didn't really have a choice and yeah. i just went to, back to stand-up comedy because that was all i had and all i've ever had and that was actually a saving grace i mean you know so i'm glad because i think about what if my show had been very successful i don't know if i would have pursued stand-up comedy sure and then at this point in my life what what i would be hosting celebrity golf tournaments right you know or is it like you know your fame becomes kind of like it it really fades if you're on television in that 
capacity. Yeah, there is because, and I don't know what the exact time is. It could be like six years or eight years, but anybody who has that long-term thing on TV, their opportunities, like you said, there are always going to be money opportunities. Yes. But they're not going to have the opportunities to go out and play characters or whatever. They're different right. themselves. Because people are so associated with what the, the, the main image was. And, and so to me, it was a really great opportunity to go back and, and do what I really love, which is stand-up right. comedy. But you also went even kind of a more bizarre way. Mm -hmm. I mean, your comedy got far away from... Um, the kind of comedy I think that you started with, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the comedy that I started with was really sort of about my ethnic identity. And then, you know, I, I, I just decided to kind of play around. And I remember, like, kind of doing stand-up when I was on television and ABC <laughs> giving me notes like... <laughs> Like they would, they find out what I said on stage, and they say, uh, "Please do not talk about your drug use." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, but that's what I do." Like, I'm like, I'm like what, what do you mean? Don't talk about my drug use? That, 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 what else am I going to talk about? You know, so it's a weird thing. Like when you're kind of owned by an entity, and then then your personality is owned as well, and then your other artwork is owned. It's weird. Well, notes are the strangest thing in the world, too, right? Right. To get notes about yourself or your comedy from people who never have done this. Well, and also because you're representing a, a, an entity larger than yourself right. um, that is very corporate and kind of needs to please everyone. So it's a very it's a very strange thing. And no one rises above that. I mean, as big as Charlie Sheen was, uh -huh. as soon as he started to fuck with the money, right. boom, they, they, they drew ranks in. Right. I mean, right. when you hear about liberal Hollywood, it always makes me laugh because the second anything messes with money mm -hmm. boom you see how conservative that corporation is out there yes well because it, and, and actually you know it is very liberal for what it is you know you think mm -hmm. about you think about some of the subject matter and and um, gay characters and more of this multiculturalism but at the same time it's it's they're trying to sell advertising and money. stuff it's a very it's a it's a very strange thing uh you're on lifetime now do you like yes. uh that experience is that fun yes, for you yes i love the show dropped at diva and it's really Really about um, celebrating different kinds of women's beauty and and celebrating women's bodies and to me that's important just because my experience with television is getting fired for being fat mm -hmm. so that and that to me is so beautiful that I don't have to worry about that now and we have a show that really celebrates the fact that we are all different um, and as you're doing that Still doing stand-up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the burlesque shows that you... Burlesque shows, yeah. yeah. I'm working on a new one. I'm working on a new uh, one that is um, uh, kind of the... Because I never realized what the sensualist woman would be with. I was with a burlesque show that I did here a few years ago in New York. And so um, that that I'm going to uh, redo. I'm going to write all the music for it and then make it more of a variety uh, thing. It, it, it's a really, really exciting show. What is it about burlesque that drug you? Well, I love how, because in my burlesque shows, I, I have a penis. Mm -hmm. I have a secret penis that I reveal at the end. And it's so shocking that people <laughs> literally faint at it because it looks so real. I had a prosthetic penis made that looks like it would if I had a penis. And mm -hmm. it's so exciting <laughs> now, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna guess that it's bigger though that it's if, actually very small but the the, the uh the the balls are very big <laughs> the balls they're are really bigger. wrinkled and low because <laughs> you know balls for men when you're older as i'm 42 well the balls for men they grow longer i mean right. they, they, they're they, they they drop it's yeah. like it's like times square you know it's like new year's eve <laughs> well believe me i've been to steam baths in miami beach i know exactly <laughs> how far that can go they drop yeah they drop and it is and I don't, some guys will actually have a tuck done 
Oh, really? Because sitting becomes uncomfortable. Right. Right, because I, I, yeah, my, my friend is 50 and he came over and then he was yelling from the toilet that his balls were touching the water. See, that's that's too much. And he was really upset about that's it. That's too much. <laughs> uh, I know you've always been uh, involved in gay rights yes. and all that. The excitement, I guess, for New York City. I, that was I was so madness. excited. Yeah. I wept. I've been working on gay marriage really hard since 2004. And um, so I, I, you know, went through this whole thing with Prop 8 in California where we had it and then we mm-hmm. lost it. And so I'm so proud of New York. And I, I'm just thinking, you know, my mind, what happens in New York will happen in the rest of the world. You think that's going to go down that way? Absolutely. Isn't it funny, though, that all the work that people did, it takes one politician like Cuomo to, mm-hmm. to kind of move it and feel yes. like I'm going to grab my destiny. Because I even noticed here it wasn't really a mainstream topic of conversation even mm-hmm. on the local news mm-hmm. uh like you said a lot of people were working for it but they weren't getting a lot of trouble then the night it changed suddenly every news station acted like we've all been waiting for this everybody jumps on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and takes credit at the same time but it's powerful mm-hmm. and um you know what uh, my theory is the the chain of events that happened in the month before because when the month before you had leading up to it you had um you had Tracy Morgan, this Tracy Morgan right. scandal where he had talked about um, on stage that he would stab his gay son mm-hmm. and then apologized. And I think that th- there was this idea within the gay community at that point that after that happened, we had L.A. Pride and there was a, such a, a feeling of community that mm-hmm. we had to stand up for our rights. And the fact that Tracy Morgan's apology came so quickly was amazing. Like that, that, that our po- power in our community, like the political power that the gay community has, has grown so much. And that, I feel like, pushed us forward. And there was right. a kind of energy that we couldn't be stopped. And then gay marriage happened right after that. So I think that there was this momentum that was built up. It's amazing. Well, it's very interesting that you bring up Tracy because there's three different articles today mm-hmm. about some gay slur, one a reality guy, a sports guy, whatever. But these stories immediately go in. Now, as a stand-up comedian, do you worry about the Tracy Morgans of the world being able to express themselves, even incorrectly, sometimes? I think people should be able to say whatever they like. Yeah. You know, even if it's hurtful. For me, that statement was very hurtful because I grew up with so much homophobic violence myself. Being a bisexual, being... Um, uncomfortable with it at first you know i experienced a lot of violence i've lost a lot of friends to it so it hurt me deeply but then i had to really think about it like you know i you know i i, I would rather have a gay son mm-hmm. i would ra- and if i had a straight son i wouldn't stab him but there would be consequences right. you know like go to your room and redecorate it so I, I hope that people are able to say what they want on stage so that we can continue to make fun of them. Right. And then also, you know, the, that's the thing about stand-up comics is sometimes we'll say stuff that we just don't believe. Right. And that the, but, but we're sort of buying time because we're thinking about something else and we're trying something out. And the, the art of, of stand-up comedy is so immediate. Mm-hmm. There's no control. And um, so, you know, th- there, there's this idea. And we live in a culture now where everything's monitored. Right. And so and you can say things that you don't necessarily believe or that you do believe, but you don't want out there that it, that, that is a really bad for your image or, or whatever. Sure. So it's, it's a different kind of a world that we live in. And I think it's much better to have the statement made and discuss than to suppress it right. and have that person keep it to himself. Right. I think that's a really dangerous place to be that, that if somebody is, let's say, 
anti-Jewish. Mm-hmm. You want to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you want you, it out in the open. Yeah, you want it out in the open. Yes. Uh, it's so much fun to have you uh, stop by here. Thank you. And it was great to have you on Unmasked a couple years ago. People have brought yeah. it up to me so many times. That's so great. And it's really cool to see you constantly doing other things. I can't believe the musicians that you're working with. Yeah, now. they're amazing. I'm so grateful to them. Now I'm working on a new album with The Posies, which is a band that I absolutely love, and Brendan Benson. And I'm really, really excited to go back to work with Ben Lee. So I'm really, I'm really fortunate. Uh, here's the uh, TV show. It's on Lifetime.com. Uh, Drop Dead Diva. Uh, the always busy, always changing, always making things happen. Margaret Cho, thanks for stopping by again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Ron and Fez on the virus. Smartcast with Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. Art should constantly be work, and it should constantly be struggle. For a while, I, was, I conducted my career like the child of an alcoholic. I would have lived at home for a long time without clothes. You'd have been that dude. But I'd be proud to live in the basement because Batman lives in his parents' basement. Film doesn't work out unless I'm a man pussy on the streets for money. <laughs> That's how you can make it in this world, kids. Smodcast with Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier, Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern and throughout the weekend on The Virus. He who must not be named. Gryffindor! Sirius XM celebrates the Harry Potter Odyssey with a channel by the fans for the fans. Direct from the world's largest Harry Potter fan convention. Attention, please. That was brilliant. Learn to play Quidditch. Make your own butterbeer. Wizards, witches, and some very happy muggles. Why are you here? It's Leaky Con Radio, the Harry Potter fan channel. All weekend starting Friday, 6 a.m. East on Sirius XM 141. It used to be that if you had money to invest and wanted to invest in something as awesome as a crunch gym, the most innovative butt-kickingest gym ever, you couldn't. No way. No how. No dice. But thanks to scientific breakthroughs in awesomeness, now you can. That's pretty awesome. You know what else is awesome? The fitness industry. It's an $18 billion industry. That's nine zeros with an 18 in front. Let me add that up for you. Awesome industry plus awesome brand equals, um, I don't know, maybe awesome to the power of holy crap that's freaking unbelievable? Well, friend, believe it. With a Crunch franchise, you have the opportunity to do more than just put your money to work for you. You have an opportunity to put your money to work out for you. Not only is that true, it's also a pun. That makes it truer. So, hurry to your nearest web browser and visit CrunchFranchise.com today, where you can get all the awesome info you need. That's CrunchFranchise.com. Awesome. All hail to you, super CEO of Techno Savings. When others strained cash flow paying 33 cents per text message, you cut a deal for a lower monthly rate. When $4,000 laptops were all the rage, you landed even better units for $1,500 per. And long distance? Who pays that anymore? Not you, that's who. You're wise enough to know that the price of technology goes down over time, not up. You're always on the hunt, and that's why you partnered with Paycom, one of the largest full-service online payroll companies out there. Paycom automates your payroll and HR, all while reducing paperwork. Plus, Paycom gives you online services that make you radically more efficient. And Paycom has never had a price increase. What other payroll company can say that? No one else, that's who. Whether you're a company of 15 or 15,000, you have limited options. You know it, I know it. So visit PaycomOnline.com today. You've done well, we'll help you do better. 
PaycomOnline.com. Are you an inventor or do you know an inventor who would like to attempt to have an invention or idea patented and submit it to industry? Call InventHelp, America's largest invention company, and learn how to get your free inventor's information. You'll learn how to attempt to patent your idea and submit it to industry from the company that has helped secure over 7,000 patents. It's a free call, so call now. 1-800-220-9562. That's 1-800-220-9562. Call toll-free at 1-800-220-9562. That's 1-800-220-9562. InventHelp is a fee-based company. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Just call and say what's in your head. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Talk about what you saw read. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ We just want to hear your calls. We're standing by right on the phones. 2011 British Open is on Sirius XM. And whether you're at home or stuck in traffic, you can hear complete coverage on your radio, online, or on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Right in the middle of the hole. Defending champion Louis Dushazen, Phil Mickelson, and the greatest players in golf head to Royal St. George for the 151st playing of the British Open. Sirius XM's coverage of the third major championship of 2011 continues tomorrow at 3 a.m. Eastern on the PGA Tour Network, Sirius 208 XM 93. There are many debt relief plans and scams out there. So if you find yourself with $10,000 or more in credit card debt, get the facts about legitimate debt relief solutions available to you. Call American Credit Card Solutions for a free informational kit that will tell you about your options in simple, easy-to-understand language. The kit is free, the shipping is free, and the consultation is free. Call now, 877-617-1144. There's no hard sell and no pressure. The free informational kit can be mailed to you today so you can examine all the debt relief options available with no one pressuring you to make a quick decision. Call 877-617-1144. This is a first-come, first-serve offer and kits are limited. So call now for your free debt relief informational kit. Not available in all states. Call 877-617-1144. That's 877-617-1144. This is an important consumer alert to anyone driving any car or truck with less than 150,000 miles. Can you afford $2,000 or $5,000 to repair your car if it broke down today? Did you know you could protect your car with an extended coverage plan from Allied Star? Never pay for auto repairs again. Allied Star pays 100% of your covered repair bills for you. Call for a free quote and protect yourself today. Call 800-567-9901, 800-567-9901. Again, that's 800-567-9901. No other carrier can outmatch Martin Transport for prestige, growth, stability, and career excellence. I'm Tim Norland, Director of Recruiting for Martin, and we have exciting news for professional drivers who want to be part of a truly impressive organization. Martin has outstanding OTR and regional opportunities available right now. To learn more about openings in your area, give us a call today at 888-239-5746. Martin Transport. Expect the best. 
If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, you need to know what treatment has the highest documented cure rate. Will you have intimacy or urinary problems after treatment? Over 13,000 men from all 50 states and over 40 countries have come to RC Cancer Centers for a Cure. For your free DVD and guide, visit CuringProstateCancer.com or call 877-472-8804. CuringProstateCancer.com The virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. plays me the hit. Well, that's all we had. What? Get out of here. I thought we were supposed to have every fucking song that ever existed. Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, that was false advertising. Still, you know what? I haven't heard this song in a long time. Now I want to love it again. Sexy video.
See, this is, uh, you know, I'm going to start hanging out with Margaret Cho and Fiona Apple and John Bryan and get rid of this whole Hicks Fez thing I've caught myself up with. Come on, what did I do? By the way, um, when she said, when she said, oh, John Bryan's uh, did my album, I'm like, I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, yeah, just offhandedly. It's like, oh, okay. It seriously makes everything I look, I've done in my life look like shit suddenly. No, no shitting. Yeah, it's some shit. It's definitely shit. <laughs> Done. I know it now. Because that should be me. I should be like Fiona. Would you like some more tea? Come on. Oh, drink up. Did you ever see the Fiona Apple, uh, Quentin Tarantino, what kind of class? No. Those I two didn't. hang I, out together I, oh, yeah, in I've, Austin? I've heard about it. I haven't it's seen it. It's fucking great. And then I forgot this. Tarantino went on Margaret Cho's show. Hey, and well, he loves her. Thing. He loves her. So that could be in my fucking group that I could be hanging with. It's a nice circle of friends there. Instead of, uh, oh, Kathleen from the Bronx and Pry Pry coming up this weekend. I don't need to be doing shit like that anymore. Put that behind me. It should be like, get a hold of QT and Fiona. ASAP. Yeah. Get them on the goddamn phone. Why should I be fucking going out to lunch with Craze, wondering what's, what shows are coming to town? Yes. I love house music, and he's fucking ready to fucking lay down, but still. It's the crazed one. The one that is. I don't know. I hear that we've, we're on Google Plus now, the Ron and Fez show, oh, so maybe perfect. that'll move me along in the world a little bit. That's the new hot social network. Is it? Apparently, yeah. I bet for every Gmail and Google Maps... There's a hundred fucking things Google does that fails miserably. So this, like Google Wave, I don't know if you remember that, maybe about a year or two years ago. I don't even know what you're talking about. Google Wave was supposed to be the new thing to help everyone get connected and work boat? together. Like no. Google on a boat? No, a website. Mm. And that, it, that, that tanked terribly. And there was a shitload of hype for it. But now with this Google Plus, which is apparently like Facebook and Twitter and everything else all combined into one thing. There's like 10 million registered users. That's what they're fucking happy about at this point. I don't know. I don't see it happening. Mm. But I don't hey, know any of this. Yeah, Google Wave. That's, but it's, only, it's in beta now or whatever, so it's just getting out invites. People need to be invited to get on. Well, I'm invited. My friends are out there. There you go. Google I don't know what it. anybody's going to do to invite themselves to us, <laughs> but we invite ourselves to other people. Just plus it. Are you on? Uh, I got an invite, but I haven't checked it out yet. Ah! Oh! feel bad now. Here's who I want you to invite. Margaret Cho, okay. Quentin Tarantino. QT, Cho. Um, give me Jim Bryan. Let's see if Amy Mann Ryan. can make it over. Okay. Bring Michael Penn. Michael Penn. I'm plus And then him. if we get Michael Penn in, don't, I'll be the one who says it, but I'll go like this. Hey, Sean around? Wow, <laughs> that's making me feel uncomfortable. One time I uh, went to this meeting uh, with Stevie Baldwin and afterwards he's like um, you want to get something to eat and I, I went like this yeah we should call Alec maybe he wants to eat with us do you want to hear about God yeah no not really <laughs> let's call Alec let's see if um, is he in town maybe or yeah maybe we can all do something together yeah that's what I'm going to do I'm going to use Margaret Cho to get to all of her hip friends She'll not, never see it coming. Not that I'm um, not hip, because my friend Fez 
uh, took some stuff from the kitchen into the bedroom the other day. So oh. that's, you know. That's cool. He's king of the manor. Fez, you should have jumped in on the Margaret Cho. We were talking the gay marriage. She's all happy. Mm -hmm. The Tracy Morgan, I thought she walked a thin line on. I'm not sure if you can have both sides. A, he needs to apologize. B, people should say whatever they want to say. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just, I don't even know if that wasn't even a slippery slope. That was just all over the place. But I do have to tell you this. I like the Margaret Cho. Oh, she's great. Hell yeah. I love the Unmasked with her. No, hell, fuck yeah. I couldn't watch uh, this Lifetime Drop Dead Diva. Well, you see, there's this woman who dies, who is a model, but then she comes back. How do you know all these things? You know everything about TV. You don't even own one. <laughs> I don't. And uh, she comes back to life into a lawyer. Then I'm going to Google Plus you. Okay, cool. Perfect. Right now I'm Google Plus two. So nice. work it out that way. All right. I don't like to, you know, just plus one it. I'll eat the Google Plus two. Rolling deep. And let all the people know that, too. Hey, we're going to play some live music tomorrow. That's right. The Chris Bergson band is coming by to fucking rock it out. Is he bringing his axe? He's got his axe with him. He's going to blow this shit up. By the way, I got so many uh, emails about the Mike Zito and how much they enjoyed it. Oh, Mike Zito's great. And I'm like, well, dude, we got to get him to fucking plug in. Fucking rock and roll in the fishbowl next time they're around. And I don't know whether he's, you know... Interested in that? I don't know whether he just wants acoustic out here, but if I was him, plug that shit in. Blow it up. I'd love to see it. Now, I'm going to bring my axe with me. Cool. But it's going to be an actual axe. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, I got in that thing with Margaret Cho. I don't know how anyone invented the guitar. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Here's the weird thing that happened. Early on, prehistoric, and it happened kind of like around the world. Yeah. The bow and arrow. How the fuck could you... I swear to God, I could invent a gun before I came up with bow and arrow. Yeah, that's like physics Cat gut around a thing, what? taking another stick, having feathers Sharpening on it. it fucking down. Shooting it. No. I would have invented a fucking airplane first. <laughs> I would have had a society that would have been flying, but wouldn't have had a bow and arrow. Hey, fuck the bow and arrow then. And then you look at a violent... or I'll tell you another nutty one. And they went way back with it. A piano. You ever look inside a piano? It's crazy. Look. It's nuts in there. It doesn't even look worth it. <laughs> it's like all that shit happened. You would have thought a blender would have came before a piano. <laughs> and then here's the weird thing. They're acting like they built pianos and violins better then oh, yeah. than we do now. Like a stand-up bass. Like the older the bass is and a violin, say, same sort of string instrument, it's going to be fucking worth a little more money. Here's my other problem with the stand-up bass. That one, I went, well, that sounds fucking ridiculous. I don't think we can make music. Boom, boom. That's just, no. It's big as a fridge. Smaller, and then we have a sharp stick. To, I mean, look at a bow on yeah. a violin. Who the fuck thinks of such things? I don't even know what that thing is, like, made out of. Like, I don't even know what's I wouldn't on. know where to get one. If yeah. someone said I need a bow immediately, I'd be like, I guess I'd go on Google+. Plus and immediately see if any of my new friends. Are they friends? Are they followers? Or are they plusers? I think they're plusers. All right. I'll need some plusers for the Run of Fez show. When that movie you know what? This is the second time this week I don't wear my um, Kathleen from the Bronx. Oh, boy. Or Jamari thing. If I get hit by a truck today, I'm a dead man. Oh, no. I got to do the same thing I do with reading glasses and leave, a, leave some here. Okay. Um... You know what? Let me change things around. I do want Kathleen to come and join my 
my group, my new L.A. group. She can plus it. What's that club that they all hang out in fucking L.A.? The Viper Room? No. The fucking place that people perform at. And it was like Amy Man and... It's like Margo or Malago, some fucking bullshit. It sounds like a million times better than any Chateau New York Chateau Marmont or whatever. Oh, please, enough with that. What, is Belushi dead? <laughs> yes. By the way, you see when I do that to him, he doesn't fucking care. He knows that I'm just fucking around. I don't really want him to shut up. He knows I'm joking. It's just my way, because I can, as another man, go, Oh, I love you, Chris Stanley. I could just love you too. put you in a fucking headlock. Instead... Instead of saying that, I just say, shut the fuck up. You're trying to kill me. And then he knows. What is it? Is it Largo? Yeah, that's it. What I, I think say? it's Chateau Mormont. <laughs> no, it isn't. Uh, that's, I'm throwing that <laughs> no, out there. No, it's Largo. It's like fucking good comedy and everything there. And I Hold on. Vi oh, Violet is in South Korea. Violet. Hi. Hey, guy. Darling, I've heard so much about you, and so many people were sending me your YouTubes, and a lot of servicemen, and a lot of people are crazy about you. Oh, uh, well, I'm crazy about you guys, so that should tell you something right there. I didn't know that you were the queen of South Korea. I should have put you on with Margaret Cho, and you two could have hooked up together. Oh, yeah, we could have been, like, Asian sisters or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, um... I uh, first thanks for being so kind to me. It, it took me five years to work up the courage to call you guys the first time, um, and uh, and I was really drunk, so that's the only reason it happened. But here's what bothers uh, me: then why are ugly people feel so comfortable to fucking contact me, and then the beautiful, talented ones? It takes five years. Oh, uh, you're just intimidating. You're just so witty, and you, I hear, you're I so hear fat. that. I don't like the that thing about me though. <laughs> that's why I went to Google Plus. I want to make more friends. Uh, well, um, I heard you guys talking about the violin bow, and uh, guitar is actually my first instrument, but I started taking violin lessons recently, and that thing is made out of horse hair. The, the bow is made out of horse hair. Who invents such a thing? Who would know I, how I to know, do I it? That was, that was crazy. I was like, what, who, wh how did that even start? Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, darling, I want you to always feel comfortable to call me now, right? Okay, I will. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to start. I'm going to be, I'm going to put together uh, just like a bunch of creative people that are all going to be fun together and we'll have brunches. We're going to go to brunches and stuff. Look at her. Uh, bless your heart is what it's called. We should link this on uh, to a few things. How was that for? Odd sound. There's another, there's another side open. There's another window open. We don't know what we're doing. We can't. You can't so be two places. No, because you can't be two places at one time. We'll put it. Put the thing back up so we can plug it. Let's put this up on two hundred two, friends. We'll do. Bless your heart. Is it just play a little bit of it? There, it just disappeared. Maybe that's the problem. Oh. Bless your heart, oh you heart in self love. Oh 
country oh uh, it's great definitely south korean style yeah mm. she does all kinds of music but look at her she's so gorgeous she's great uh, tell margaret cho that might be having one more come along with us plus her yeah plus her google plus her okay now here's what you don't understand about google plus we get in circles yeah right, so circles we're going to be in circles when we get on google plus i can't wait in my circle is going to be amy mann john bryan Still Cute. Kathleen from the Bronx, QT. who's like, also wrote to me, how come Hicks couldn't play my favorite song, Paper Bag? And I'm like, because he doesn't know how to find anything. I find all sorts of stuff. That isn't readily available. <laughs> like, if, here's, let, me, let me just tell you something about Hicks. Okay. And God knows I love him like a, a, a retarded nephew. Retarded. You never let me finish my sentences. It's a uh. problem for me as a broadcaster and a communicator. If I told Hicks, I want you to, to go out and mine for gold, he would find it, provide it, it was sitting on top of the ground. He is not going to take a shovel and just start digging for it. But if there's a hunk of gold sitting on the ground, he'll fucking come up with it. Straight for you, right there. But if it's three inch, inches under the surface, it stays there forever. I mean, it's not readily available. Like he said. doesn't dig. There's barbecue going on down down. Oh, you saw God. that? Who are you, Zito, with the barbecue? Do you guys want to run and get some? <laughs> no, I was wondering. I How know you fucking wanna... barbecue. Here. It doesn't make any sense. When I heard it, it sounded crazy. And then they just bought some fucking barbecue. Zito, what did they do? Apparently, there are, there's ribs and chicken and potato salad and uh, root beer and snapple. I, I, I'm being Ooh, when snapple. Did, when does it start? It starts at twelve. I think it goes until one. All right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we break and you guys can go get. I don't part of the bar. No, 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 no. No, I want no, you to go be part of it because you've been excited for a long no, time. No, 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 no. I want. We're gonna break <laughs> so that you can get first. Uh, Josh, what can I do for you, buddy? Hey, Ron. I was uh, seeing if I get some cigar advice because I need to uh, get some cigars for my groomsmen. I got them a nice little, you know, cigar tube and a cutter with their initials on it. All right. Here's an inexpensive cigar that's pretty good. It's. Uh, I think it's Amos Mundos, so it's A-M-B-O-S-M-U-N-D-O-S, number one grande. It's an inexpensive cigar, but very, very tasty. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to give you that day. And pick up a box, because they're only like seven, eight bucks a piece or something like that. And if you're not in the city, they should be even cheaper. So I'm going to put you on hold, and Hicks will give you the num uh, Hicks will give you the name, all right? Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, we're going to break here so the guys can go to the big barbecue and get themselves. I want you to get, at least go get a root beer. I want you to be part of this. You're part of the experience. You're wearing the hat. It's all great. Back in just a couple of minutes around a fish show. I was staring at the sky, just looking for a star. Pray on a wish on or something like that I was having a sweet fix of a daydream of a boy Whose reality I knew was a hopeless to be had But then the dove of hope began its downward slope And I believed for a moment that my chances were approaching to be grand But as it came down near, so did a weary tear 
a paper bag Hunger hurts and I want them so bad Oh, it kills Cause I know I'm a messy Don't wanna clean up I got the focus These hands are too shaky to hold Hunger hurts me starving works When it comes too much to love And I went crazy again today Looking for a strand to climb Looking for a little hope For Kathleen from the Bronx. That's right. Who is now part of my Google Plus circle. That's that's nice. Yeah, she's in the circle. Hicks, I see that you got your uh, food. I looked down... <laughs> my God, that's hideous looking. I looked down the hall and packed lobby of people I've never seen in my life. They come out of the woodwork. Where do they work? I think there's a whole wing of the 37th floor in the, in this place that I have never seen anyone who's worked there. It's crazy. I don't go on the 37th floor. It seems stupid up there. There's yes. no fucking microphones. No. How could you work in radio and you don't have a mic in front of you? Well, they have uh, workstations, I guess. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. A lot of time on Facebook, though. But now it's Google Plus is going to take that over. See, I don't even like to talk about FB. <laughs> I can't wait to make the Google Plus movie. It's going to be awesome. I want to try to get Lance Bass in it because he's in here all the time. That'd be cool. Uh, Twitter still hanging around for some reason, but I saw on there that uh, Johnny 
Hard Rock Johnny's coming over today. That's right. And doesn't know whether to take a cab or walk <laughs> the, oh, close to six blocks. Yeah, it's pretty close. Not take a cab, Johnny. It, taking a cab through Times Square is like sitting still. Yeah. It's like saying, it's can, I, can I rent an easy chair? <laughs> but you should arrive in style. I don't know how he works in Times Square every day. I mean, we're half a block from it, and I never go there. I've had to walk down there. It's just impossible. It's such a fucking nightmare of dealing with just people just standing in the middle of the fucking street and not oh, moving. Please, now you're getting too angry. I like the fact somebody either hands you the, a car oh, yeah, to go somewhere, yeah. a CD that you can buy from them. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I want to buy hip-hop from CDs that you're fucking made in your garage. <laughs> Thank God I, I bumped into you. Oh, or uh, be pulled into a comedy show. Yeah. Hey, you like comedy? You having a bad day? You like David Letterman? <laughs> I do. Um, I want to give you the feel-good story of the day. Now, we talked about Jer Derek Jeter's uh, 3,000 hit was a home run. Um, some puffy kid caught it, gave it back to Jeter instead of selling it. The IRS has stepped into this and said, you owe us thousands of thousands of dollars for handing a ball to Jeter. Um, because they gave him free tickets or whatever. Yeah, season tickets for us this season. And you think, okay, the feel-good story turns into the feel-shit story. <laughs> it's back to the feel-good story because a corporation, Miller High Life, oh. has stepped into it and say, we will pay off the IRS bill. God damn. Miller High Life, we salute you. Woo! Champagne and beers! Woo! Now... I don't know if I want to say this on the air, but doesn't it seem like if Miller High Life pays that, then doesn't isn't that another present to him? And then doesn't he then owe oh, more money? No, it's like he's getting paid by Miller High Life, like he's a Miller High Life employee and will owe taxes on that money. But he isn't. They paid it for him. That's what I don't understand. Like the fact that you have to pay taxes on a gift. If yeah. You, that's fucking madness. I was it a gift. Bunch of cocksuckers. They're, they're throwing, I'm not a, even going to say that. I will. Cocksuckers. See? You feel like you can't get any lower than you are now? I'm telling you, you can be. <laughs> I've had friends who've been fucking drugged down like that. It's not a nice thing. Uh, oh, well. Can't get blood from a stone, Ron. Yeah, they can. Oh, they yeah. fucking absolutely can. They can squeeze that fucking stone till blood drips out of it. I was mistaken. Guess my mom was wrong. Uh, another big story comes to light. The Letterman uh, studio was vandalized the other night by a drunk kid who uh, lost his phone, got mad in the middle of the night, so he kicked in the door to the Letterman place. He, he fucked that place up. Fucked it up, then fell asleep. <laughs> And finally, he says he's blacked out. He don't remember it. Yeah. Awful story, right? No. Great turn. Miller High Life said they will now pay off his fine. Wow. Holy shit, Miller. Miller High Life. Hipster's beer of choice after Papiar. Um, is that right? Before... Uh it was originally Miller High Life that hipsters love, and then PBR came back on the scene because it was slightly cheaper. Mm -hmm. So now it's PBR and High Life. We made a Miller High Life silk screen in my fucking skull. Hell yeah. So you got a nice Miller High Life fucking Fuck yeah. silk screen shirt. That's the shit. 
So stupid. <laughs> that was on, you know, rotation with my Quaalude Fly 714 shirt. Limited. Limited. Uh, Mike yeah, sure. Albany, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Roddy. The way it was explained to me was I had something not anywhere similar, but where somebody was paying some tax money for me, mm -hmm. was that it's not considered a gift unless the money's actually given to you. The debt's being paid, but as long as they're just paying, if, as long as one person pays it directly to the IRS, and they don't take the money, give it to the person, and then the person pays it to the IRS, it's not considered a gift. By the way, that chewing sound that you hear, Hicks is going through his stack of barbecue. Did Zito get one? Don't think so. Zito didn't get one? You want to run down and get one? I got, No, I got a little. I'm good. I don't know. Uh, the rumor came in that you cut in line, Fez. Yes, I did. Nice. How were you able to pull that off? Uh, Ryan from the morning mashup was uh, very close to the buffet table. Yeah. So I jumped in with him. Now, you know that from what I'm reading here, I got this sent to me by an em employee. Mm -hmm. You're now being talked about again. Your worst fucking thing. Well, I wanted to get it back during the commercial break. Mm -hmm. Not everybody no in that line's on the air. I know that. You know that. They all don't know that. So I'm glad you shouldn't give a shit. Fuck yeah. Treat this like your Hitler mustache. It's just another thing. Treat it like the lurking. It's just another thing. Don't even give a fuck about it. Who cares what they say? By the way, I haven't seen Liam in a while. Liam is getting married. This gay marriage thing has no. fucking exploded in New York. I believe he's getting marrying a woman. Wearing a fake penis with giant balls. Giant saggy balls. Um, here's James, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, Ron, hey, if, they, uh, if, they, if Miller pays off that bill, correct, uh, it just it gets the uh, gift gets lower and lower, so the tax is going to get lower, correct? I don't know how it works. It's just become madness to me. It's just it's fucking crazy. Leave this fucking idiot kid alone. That's all I'm, I want to say about it. Yeah, really. The good guy got a fucking baseball game to Jeter got some tickets. Fuck it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This should not even be discussed again. This guy's balls busted constantly. <laughs> he got caught up in the moment. Gave the fucking ball away. He wants to go see some fucking Yankee games. He's already fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> the IRS comes out of nowhere. Now you got to give us fucking 20 grand or wherever it is, 15. By the way, people say, what did you... This kid's moved in with Jeter. Oh. He lives at Jeter's house now. Damn, that's living large. Living in the middle of high life wing. <laughs> It's nice you got the place to yourself during away games. That is true. But then you got to fucking feed the cat and <sighs> pick up the mail. I mean, I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah, it's never all that good. When someone goes away, they always tell you all the things that they do that now you have to. Upkeep or whatever. Fuck yeah. that. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my parents like would go away for like a week or whatever. And it was like suddenly like that like little breath of adulthood, you know, like yeah. here you are, you're 14, 15, but you fucking literally own a house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is like the greatest thing in the world. And my parents would be like, make sure the mail comes in every day, you know, uh, paper boy is going to be by. But all I could fucking hear is roll a keg into the back, roll a keg into the back, <laughs> invite everyone over your house, go fucking crazy. Fuck yeah. 
It was just unbelievable. It was like the best... F it was, that was more exciting to me than when I bought my own home. That fucking didn't feel good. But when my parents left... Finally, right? It's and like, I owned a home. <laughs> whenever in the city, whenever anyone's parents would go away and someone else had it, it was just... It was on. And someone's parents were Dude, home. Let's fucking just, just do it up. In my fucking neighborhood, it was on if someone's parents went to the supermarket. <laughs> we had a 45-minute party in that house. We wanted to fucking seriously... <laughs> Or what was even better is some fucking, uh, like, smart girl from school would yeah. have a party. Oh, God. That you never really knew too much, and then yeah. you just went over there, and you would see her house getting trashed. Oh, just take it over and, and just yeah, destroy her. it. And she'd be like, this is my house. It's my house. And was like, hey, look, be cool. This is fun. You know, we're going to be here tomorrow. Help you fucking clean this shit up. It's a novelty of drinking inside. You're not fucking on my mother's bed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's jizz there. And a good. <laughs> sure. This is it. This is your time to shine. <laughs> um, let's uh, go over to Ryan, Minnesota, our buddy. Hey, buddy, this is Ryan in Minnesota. A uh, buddy of mine sent me a link in saying that the due to the Minnesota state shutdown. They're ordering Miller Coors Company to take all of their liquor and beer off of the liquor store shelves and bars. And it hicks. What is yes. that? Stigma's summertime spectacular barbecue I smell back there? Yes. Nice. You fucking chew like you have no teeth. You're just gumming that. Yeah, I'm gumming it up. <laughs> now, it's a little tough. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. Is it Virgil's? Possibly. I don't know. They just fucking rolled in a bunch of random meat. It's, it looks like and for some reason mug root beer. I don't. This is what's so special. Fuck that. <laughs> don't. It's free. <laughs> if it was, you know, if first of all, if you paid for that, I would tell you to send it back. <laughs> it's on Sirius XM's now, dime. Here's the other fucking part of it. I just like to point out, and again, Miller High Life. Every everyone should go out tonight if you're a drinker. And pick up at least a six-pack of Miller High Life. And then say to the person, this is because the nice thing they did over the uh, kid who caught the ball and gave it back. That's right. Because I don't understand why fucking corporations don't do stuff like this. This is easy enough. It's much cheaper, of course, than buying a fucking commercial Fuck yeah. during a Yankees game. And I guarantee... Every sports show in America, every newscast is going to mention Miller High Life. They're probably going to get $50 million worth of publicity out of picking up a $12,000, $15,000 fucking tab. Yeah. Large corporations, listen to me now. Do something nice. And people will say nice things about you. We won't just call you money-grubbing fucks. We'll say, hey, did you hear what uh, Kellogg's did? What's they that? Did something fantastic. Oh, that's great. They put a little blind girl through school. Holy shit, I'm going to go get some cornflakes. Look in the news. You know, just grab something and fix it immediately with your money. And people will like you. And people like myself will say nice things about you. Like I'm talking about the fine folks at Miller High Life. Living a high life. Yeah, that's right. Love myself a high life. They're up there with Colt 45 for me right now. Fuck yeah. 
That's a great company to be in. Miller High Life. Next Tuesday is Unmasked with special guest Phil Rosenthal. He is the genius creator behind the hit show Everybody Loves Raymond. Genius? Really? Well, I mean, if you can get a hit sitcom in this day and age, it doesn't happen as much as it used to. And his was huge throughout the 2000s. Okay. So that is next Tuesday, Unmask at 4 p.m. Go to UnmaskShow on Twitter.com if you'd like to request tickets to be part of that studio audience. You know, I'd like to request tickets. You're in. Thanks. Put me down for a plus two, Google plus two. Oh, by the way, good news for Kathleen, too. We're having the folks on tomorrow from that Ken Kesey doc magic trip. That's going to be awesome. I fucking want to see this footage. I saw the trailer. It just looks crazy. Why don't you go to a fucking screening with me sometime? I should. Sit in a little fucking screening room with Ronnie B. You're invited. Okay. I I just don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you. Dude, it's a fucking movie. Unless you're talking during it. (laughs) Isn't this great, Ron? (laughs) Shit. Wonder who we could book from this. The only thing that you're going to hate is that you can't smoke in there and you can't eat popcorn. So, you know, I recommend that you stop at a newsstand and pick up some lifesavers. All right. I go butterscotch every time I want to smoke, but you may like uh, a cherry or even the multiple flavor. <laughs> Variety of I just don't know what did flavor I, I want. Did I one your thing, or did you get it all out? No, I was done. Okay. We should probably get an unmasked Google Plus. Unmasked show Google Plus. Uh, the big um, Paul Provenza is this weekend, and I don't think we're going to have a chance to play it here first. No, this will be premiered on. <laughs> Johnny, come on in. That was quick. That was a fast cab. <laughs> God damn. Johnny, it's great to see you, pal. Hello. Uh, we were just, you know, we were just talking about Unmasked. You never come. You've never been to an Unmasked. Yeah, I don't think I have. You're right. We should do one by me. We'd love to, but. He's in charge of it. That's my executive producer, Fed Watley. Fed Watley uh, is the executive. Well, he's not only the executive producer, but he's an executive to the executive producer. Really? He gives notes to the executive producer. Now, Johnny, I noticed you're going for a summer crazy haircut. <laughs> yeah, I just cut off that stupid. I had that like. Do you have that thing in the back? But you still have. You got the whole Fuma and Shu going, and the hair's up, and it looks like. The Cossacks are here, and they're not take, and they're <laughs> taking prisoners. I, uh, I'm just a little sweaty. It was hot out there. You didn't take the cab? No, I walked. I walked it. No. Greatest thing ever was I walked in, and there's like barbecue in Would the Would you lobby. like some barbecue? No, I'm okay, but I was just going to get in line and see what happened. No, you're more than If you're a guest here, you're more than welcome. And I just kind of found my way to the studio. I was like walking around. I'm like, oh, you never, you've been to the I've studio before, but it's still hard to find your way around. It's when kind you of like a maze. It is. And yet for us now, it seems simple. But I remember when I got here, it all <laughs> seemed oddly overwhelming. It's just a lot of glass rooms. A lot of glass rooms, a lot of strangeness. Well, yeah. Johnny, do you know we're coming up on 10 years of the 9-11? Yep. I, I tried to figure out, was it? did you call us on 9-11 that uh, night? It was, no. I think it was like the next... 9-12. Yeah, it was nine twelve. I think it was because we started doing our like relief work. I guess on the twelfth was like the very beginning. Of the next day, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was when we did like all the stuff where we were 
It was like, you know, people coming and dropping off stuff. And so that's when we became friends. Yep. Now, here's the weird thing. Everyone else is going to be sad 10 years 9-11. You and I will be doing a friendship anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the only, the best pals. Two happy guys. Because, you know, you, you had done great relief stuff then. Uh, and finally gave us something to do rather on the radio. Like, oh, okay, here's something <laughs> positive to do. It was crazy, man. Like people were just dropping off stuff. It was like it was amazing. Just stuff. Like all of a sudden, your lobby was filled. The, the building was. It would like fill up, and we'd take it upstairs and the second floor, and kind of put it in different piles. And then trucks would come and take it, and then people would come with more. Trucks. Uh, no one, like, knew what, no one knew what to do then. Well, that's what it was like. That's what like this. The first person that came it was these two women in like a station wagon which i don't think they make anymore but they don't have station wagons we're going back 10 years ago <laughs> and I figured by now we'd have jet cars but they and they pulled up and they had a whole station wagon full of bread and they're like here I we heard you're that. making sandwiches they came over from jersey yeah they came in from jersey you're absolutely right and they were like we don't know what to do. We heard you were collecting stuff, so our office went out and bought all the bread we could so you can make sandwiches. But how sweet, too, like to come in from Jersey during that time when so many people were afraid yeah. of the city, and here's two women going, uh, here's something we can do. M remarkable people. Remarkable people at that time. Um, Johnny, I need you to get off of Twitter and on the Google+. Plus. It's the new thing to do. Got to get an invite. Oh, you got to get an invite? I need an invite. Invite only. I didn't know it worked that way. To be a pluser right, right now, yeah. Well, I heard there's it's some people smart. who are hoarding the, the invites, so mm -hmm. maybe someone who's listening could send me Eddie Trunk. <laughs> oh, Eddie. Let's not even share that. Uh, what was the, you know, I finally stopped over at the steak place in Jersey that Eddie goes to Arthur's. Strip out. Oh, Arthur's? Yeah. He went there last night, too. He loves that Arthur's. I know, and I said uh, to the... Uh, waiter, and they go. Uh, I go. Eddie Trunk told me about this, and he goes like this. Eddie could Trunk could get a job here as a stool. He's in here so much. I go. That's fucking crazy. Why is he there all the time? He loves steak. It's He's, a very cheap steak. It's like yeah, a twenty dollars steak. You know, it started and it's like as big as your plate. Hell it's, yeah, I want to go. And they're cheap everything and huge. Like they have huge beers and like yeah, it's you're just all crazy. right. Everything's gigantic. The original one was in Hoboken. No joke and, in Hoboken. Uh, thanks. And. uh yeah, and they, they ended up moving around, but we went with him. It was the greatest thing ever. He, the, the night after that party that we did, he said, I want to take you out for dinner. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I drove up by him and him and his wife, and the four of us went out to dinner at this other place called the Strip House that he really likes. And <laughs> he walked in the door. It was like I was with the owner of the place. The body was tremendous. And the, the, the waiter, the waiter was like, he's a South American guy, but was like, could not stop talking about heavy metal music to Eddie. And he's like, you know, I listen to your radio show. I watch you on TV, Eddie. It was tremendous. They're standing over bottles of wine, dessert. I'm like, who am I with? Then I realized it was Eddie Trunk. Well, the uh, by the way, there is some guy on Big Brother who's like the metal guy, <laughs> and he's 39, and I'm like, he's got to be a fucking Eddie Trunk fan, because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's just, everything in Eddie's wheelhouse is right there. Um, hold on, uh, now, did you hear this thing about Miller High Life paying off the guy's thing? For yeah, I heard I saw that. I don't know why big corporations don't think of stuff like this more, like, let me pick up the tab. I don't know how that's going to work, though, because he's then getting that as a gift, and he's paying one gift tax, and then they're giving him a gift to pay the gift tax. So is there 
a tax on that, and then so if everybody keeps doing it, I guess it gets I incrementally pr- yeah, smaller. I think Pringles could pay one. I mean, there's no sense that they shouldn't get involved. But if I was running, if I worked for a big corporation, well, actually I do, but they don't listen to me here. But if I like a big, just like regular place, I would always be looking for the newspaper and saying to people, "Don't worry, we've got this." And I think it would kill. It would be the smart thing to do. I mean, we I reached out that day to the Yankees and said, if the guy wants to come into the NYY steak for a free steak, come on in. We'll buy him lunch. We'll buy him lunch at the Hard Rock. I mean, either way. So you're always going, let me give somebody some fucking food. <laughs> well, what else do I got? I can't give them the famous pants. We got to keep those. Well, could you give them something like Rick James shoes or something that <laughs> yeah. you don't want that much? He'd be good. Like a, I'd have to give him like a John Popper outfit. Maybe he could fit and we could work something well, see, out. I don't think those. you want to wear it, do you? Why not? <laughs> what else are you to do with it? By the way, you're the last person who remembers John Popper. No one else ever <laughs> well, brings him up. I'm, he's, he's one of the few. Now, you were just. He's one of the few fat, like, what rock was and roll. What for? He was coming to say hi. <laughs> it looked more like a glare. I don't know if he was glaring. I think yeah. was, now, did he know you were in here? Yeah. yeah I said he, the he likes to keep you as his number one friend. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody else to be <laughs> friends with you but him. He's, I had him going nuts yesterday. He'll get all, he's all mad at me. What for? Oh, I can't get into it. He's, oh, fancy. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> He's, I told him I was going to go selling the room to someone else a, to a higher bidder. <laughs> my, my, my phone rang three seconds. You can't do this to me. It was tremendous. Yeah, it's done. It's Sorry. already done. No Oops. wonder he's glaring then. <laughs> he has every right to glare. Sure. That's all right. I can still sell it. Johnny's doing, Johnny rolls things his way. I mean, he uses, he, he, he uses the full, um, might of the hard rock for his own personal gain. Why shouldn't I? And your own thing. You were just over in London. Yes. What What was that all about? Because every had, year it's a big, every summer it's Yeah, a big it was team. a three-day concert, our hard rock calling concert. The first day was the Killers as the headliner. Very cool. Second day was Bon Jovi. And then third day was Rod Stewart. It was a really, really... It was a good lineup. I thought it was yeah. good. There was, you know, and of course, there's like like ten or fifteen other bands each day. But who cares? You no, like no, they were, no, no. They were, well, it's, I can't remember every one of them. But right. the Kaiser Chiefs played one day. Adam Ant played on Sunday, which was he looked like Johnny Depp. He's like dressed like a pirate, and it was well. Really did he weird. always dress like a pirate? Yeah, but I forgot about that. You know, and now he really looked like Johnny Depp. Um. Remember when he used to look like Billy Crystal? <laughs> it was like Billy Crystal put out a fucking video. <laughs> Uh, who was the, what was the big thrill for you? What was the big excitement? Well, there were, there were two of them. On Friday night, I was in the, in our, like, we set up these huge VIP tents, and mm-hmm. I'm in the back of one, and this guy comes in, he's like a big music guy in, in London, and he walks in, and he goes, I'm gonna bring in Prince Harry. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so here comes Prince Harry, and he introduces me as, you know, the guy who runs everything, which is pretty interesting because I'm in another country. I don't know anybody there, but I'm the guy who runs everything. The royal family. <laughs> so Harry shakes my hand. And he goes, and this is I Prince. You're going to tell that to a prince. You're going to tell royalty. This guy runs everything, dude. Don't fuck with him. And don't then, let my grandmother know. And then, and then behind him is Beatrice. So he introduced me to Beatrice the same way. And so she starts talking to me. She goes, where are you from? And I'm, I'm like, uh, well, from, from New York. She goes, oh, you sound like you're from here. What? <laughs> She's like, maybe from up north. I'm like, all right. So then Harry, the, the fun part was that Harry had to go to the boys' room. 
So we had to walk Harry through like the back. See some royal dick. <laughs> so I got to I got to guard the royal penis, and then when we came back, he gave me a hug and he patted me on the stomach and he said, "You look like you can use a burger. Why don't you come eat with us?" I'm like even, the, fuck even out the prince of here. has to crack a fat joke. But on seriously, me. you got to eat with the prince? <laughs> no, I didn't eat. I, oh. was, I, I said thanks, and he gave me a hug and called me mate, and I left. Was and he then, all fucked uh, up? He was having a nice day. Okay. All and right. then, uh, right. because, but, I mean, who does that? Right. Who acts like, yeah, yeah. I want you to win. Come on, well, come on. Let's, let's, mean, go no get, sober, let's go eat. <laughs> no sober person's like, dude, you're going to be with us, man. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> best friend. He was like, you. Yeah, he was like, I'm, when we were walking back, he's like, like you know, like yeah. horsing around. I'm like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> he really appreciated that piss. I, I guess so. He really had to go. And then, uh, Sunday, Saturday was pretty mellow. Then Sunday, Someone who works for our company goes, I, I need your help. I'm like, okay. So uh, she's like, come here. I said, okay. I need you to watch him and hang out and make sure nothing happens. And she's pointing to Ronnie Wood. And I'm like, wow. What? Okay. So she brings me over, introduced me to Ronnie Wood. And I hung out with him for like an hour, maybe hour and a half. And at one point, he had to go on stage to play with Rod Stewart. So I had to bring First him. First of all, just being there with Ronnie Woods playing with Rod Stewart again is was, fucking amazing. It was awesome. And he went out and played two songs. But the, the funny part is, like, I'm not, like, I'm there as, I have nothing to do with the music part. I'm kind of right. work with some VIP people or whatever. And I, I have to bring Ronnie Woods, uh, Ronnie Wood onto the stage. So <laughs> I'm walking through, like, the backstage of this festival with this massive tent. No laminates, no passes. But I got Ronnie Wood behind me, so right. who, who's going to stop me? And we walk up and bring him on the stage, and he goes out and plays Maggie May and Stay With Me. Wow, And dude. I got to watch it from the side of the stage. It was amazing. And he was It's really a fucking cool. Many Faces uh, reunion. Yeah, it was kind of all over the papers that it was going to happen in London. Those, you know, their, their tabloids are crazy there, yeah. as, as we all They see. used to be. Well, yeah, I think, I think that'll slow down a bit. But uh, they were talking about it, and he just he came off stage, and he's like, how did I sound? I was like... Really good. He's like, I couldn't hear. I had these in-ear things. I fucking hate you that. You sound like you were in the faces in the stones. How's that? You really need more approval? You're it, two of the greatest fucking bands of all time. It was absolutely cool to be up on stage and look out, too, and see, like, you know, 45,000 people there just going crazy watching. It was very weird. Uh, Ronnie Wood was here last summer, came into the building. So when a fucking stone comes in, it's different. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are like... And when he left, Mick had called him while he was here, right? And he went out and had, like, those guys were hanging with Bill Clinton. This is the fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because Bill Clinton goes, like, fuck yeah, Ronnie Woods in town? Let's get him. <laughs> it's insane how fucking big a Rolling Stone is. Well, and also to be a former president doesn't suck, because then you can just call for one of them and they come. Well, yeah, when you're a, f a former president, it is like being a Rolling Stone, I guess. Yeah. Different Or now, like a temptation. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> seriously, it's still great. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, was, it was a good time, though. And again, I, I won't get into the whole how much I love London thing, because you got mad at me last time. So well, it's just like, like you shit on New York every chance yeah. you get. No, I love New York. I just think London's just a different vibe. It's really, it's a cool vibe there. It's, it's kind of fun. It's weird, though. Like, their bars close at, like, 11, and but people are out in the street drinking and fighting and pissing. Yeah, there's two, yeah, just, they're, they're fucking headbutting each other constantly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fez, uh, give you a face from the other day. There's no Beatles reunion. <laughs> fucking Julian Lennon said, how could there be a Beatles reunion? Half of them are dead. I'm not going to walk out there like that. So could Ringo play with Paul McCartney? Yeah, he has a million times too. But it's not going to be a Beatles reunion. 
Yeah, it's a tough one. I would love to be able to... That's one of those bands that I'd love to go back and be able to see in their heyday. No but. one got to see them in their heyday. They did not fucking perform when, yeah. at the most, that people wanted to see them. Yep. The Stones, the Who, the Kinks, they were all performing. Oh, the Beatles, it'll be too crazy if we go out. <laughs> oh, we're too so fucking good that everybody will lose their minds and hurt people. <laughs> Go out and do some fucking shows. Imagine instead of breaking up, if they just would have done a tour. <laughs> would have been easy, right? I mean, they don't have to hang out together. Just go out on stage for two hours. A lot of bands that do that, they don't like each other. They just do it for money. I think uh, what goes on right now with that Half a Who tour <laughs> is that they travel. Roger's in one bus. Oh, God. Pete's yeah. in another. And they enter from different sides of the stage. They don't want to see each other backstage. Don't want to. There's no interaction. Play, and then leave. I got no problem with it. I think it's a fucking great way to live. It's the Eagles do the same exact thing. They all travel separate. They don't. They don't want to. They, you know, Hamley doesn't want to talk to. You know, they don't want to talk to each other. They it's, have their own yes men to talk to. Yeah, that's all they need, really. And they go up. But you know what? They go on stage. and They put on a kick-ass performance. So who cares? Yeah, nothing else matters. No. To me, to find out. Who's the nice guy? Who's the bad guy? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fucking rock it. Just go out and perform. That's what everyone paid for. You know, everyone always talks about Mick Jagger's ego. And Keith Richards has busted his fucking balls for 35 years. I wrote that book. He said the worst fucking shit forever. Rolls off fucking Mick's back. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Uh, that James Harrison uh thing was in the paper. That's I don't great. know where you saw this. So Harrison does some shitty fucking... Men's Journal interview. Yeah, some oh, crazy yeah, yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this person sucks, that person sucks. <laughs> he says Mendenhall fucking drops the ball constantly. <laughs> he called a fumble machine. <laughs> right. Now here's the funny thing. So Mendenhall fucking tweets, that's James being James, here's my stats. If you think my stats blow. But I think it's the smartest thing. And now I'm turning on ESPN and they're like, the Steelers should get rid of him, but oh, why? Fuck? It's insane. The motherfucker scares the shit out of every other team. <laughs> He's an animal. Yeah. He's not going to play forever. No. Is your team better with him or against him? Keep him. Uh, they can't do anything to him anyway right now, and there's been a whole argument of that anyway because there's no agreement that says he can or can't do anything. They're going to have a whole oh, new... Oh, because you're saying they're not even his employers right, right now. Yeah. Right, so the NFL can't do anything to him either because he's not employed by the NFL. So they can come up with... A, they have to come up with... They're, they're without agreement. They come up with a new agreement. Like, what are they going to do, right? Like, a, like paragraph two of, like, you know, clause X that... And James Harrison, anything he said in the last six months can be, you know, fined for. But here's what I fucking hate. 99% of these guys, if they didn't have to give interviews, they wouldn't. Right. Then everyone gets mad by what they say in the interviews, and ESPN will say, Harrison ought to keep his mouth shut. You're the guys that force these fucking interviews. Yeah. Why don't you just let them say, and then go, look at this fucking nut. He's a maniac. So well, he was talking about um, how Roger Goodell has trashed his reputation, ruined him by levying all those fines against him. Then he goes out, drops uh, sexual orientation slurs. And it's Roger Goodell's fault that he has a bad reputation. I don't know what a sexual orientation slur. He called Goodell the other F word. Fuck, fuck? No. Fat. Faggot. Ooh. Oh. Wow, that rolled off your tongue easy enough. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's never been fined for that. He gets fined for hitting people. Which and for some reason, <laughs> the only one who does. But you're a football fan, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to clue you in on something. These are basically fucking gangsters. 
These are people that if they didn't have football, might be in jail. And I'm not talking about the quarterbacks, although Roethlisberger probably <laughs> should be. But plenty of the defensive guys are Maniacs. borderline yeah. fucking problem people. Was, you know, I watched the ESPYs last night, and one of the few really funny lines that, that Fallon had was he said, uh, or not Fallon, uh, what's his name, who's the host? No, no, I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> Seth Myers. Yeah, thanks. He uh, he said that uh, Ray Lewis said if there's no football, that the you know crime, the percentage of crime is going to go up. And he, he said, I'm not sure what Ray Lewis is really going to be doing, but I guess he's going to do something. Yeah, you know, because that's you know you look at how much trouble some of these guys get in off the field. I mean, they got nothing no, better to do. Absolutely, and even when they're in college and they're kind of raised and bred like fucking bad dogs, you know, and then you're all surprised that this guy is on the edge. I mean, you're, you're saying, oh, he said a bad word. He runs into people with his head <laughs> for a living. On purpose. The antisocial thing would be playing football. That's the antisocial thing. Not a word that he called someone that in this case is somewhat fitting. I don't even think Adele would fucking say that he wasn't. I don't know. I like Adele. I mean, it's, it's of course a, you do because your management fucking. Well, first, no, I like the players too. I foremost. mean, I, I don't know. I see who comes to peek in on you here. Hey, VPs, hey, and all the VPs. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't get the whole thing. I think it's just all stupid. All these lockouts, just play a fucking game, man. It's, it's like it's like the music thing. I don't care whether you like each other or not. Just, just perform. Play the game. Play the game. You're here to see the game. I pay for my tickets. I pay my stupid PSLs. I want to see football. Well, there's the thing. Would you rather your team was filled with nice people who (laughs) fucking go to the schools and meet kids and do charities and and lose games? You would call those guys fucking bums. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'd want a whole new team. I mean, you'd be like, we should be uh, trading for James Harrison. But it's funny, it's so different in the different sports. I mean, football is probably, football and basketball are the two, I think, worse when it comes to those kind of the, the unsavory characters, maybe we would call some of them. Baseball is, seems to be, aside from the whole steroid thing, a lot cleaner as far as well, the, the players thing is, go. Baseball players are kept busy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you play every day. Yep. You have to be somewhere every day. Where football, you do have that open, like, hey, there's not a game till next week. Yeah, well, let's go do something. Go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I think the play, I think the baseball guys do a little here and there, but it's got to be a little more yeah. compressed. But you know? boxing, uh, they've always oh. gotten in trouble. Always. Yeah. I always laugh when they they think, uh, when these guys, like, slap their wives and everyone's shocked. They slap people <laughs> to solve problems at work. <laughs> It's going to happen. That'd be like hearing, like, you should see the way Don Rickles talks to his wife and children. (laughs) And he's really cutting with them. He can be curt, that Don Rickles. I'm doing an impression of, like, a really tight-ass person. It was good. I I got it right away as soon as you started talking. Hockey's the the least, I think, with the least offensive people in it. What do you think? No, whitest. Yeah, I guess so. I don't want to be fucking race. I don't want to bring race into this. But they will drop the, what do you call it now, Fez? The other F word? The other F yeah, word. Yeah, you hear that a lot in hockey. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a white sport, isn't it? Um. Yeah, no, like those Eastern European, which is even too white for me. Yeah, they're getting all, it's That's creepy. mostly Eastern European now. Mm. They're very pale. You know what? I'm, I think that the other F word is Fez. That's the other F word. 
Goodell is a fez. If he was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him or whatever. Is that what he said? That's yeah. A, yeah. 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 I wouldn't put him out. Well, get water instead. <laughs> Don't fucking piss. You're not going to put out a fire with piss. It's Go not get enough. some fucking water. It's not enough piss. I guess if you start drinking a lot of that piss, but just pour that beverage <laughs> on it first. Uh, uh, it was horrible, too, at the draft. They just kept booing the poor guy. Every time he got up, Goodell. Fuck Goodell. Yeah, he's a douchebag. He's a fucking idiot. I don't know. Don't ever go to the draft, by the way, if anyone's looking for advice. Why, well, why, why, why? why do you need that advice? I would never fucking go. terrible. I, I got free tickets. The, the <laughs> highlight of the draft was some guy passed out in front of us, literally passed out in a seat, and people were coming up and taking pictures with him. Uh, They're sitting next to him. Some lady came down and draw, drew on his cheek. Was it a cock or a swastika? <laughs> she drew a star and a smiley face. Oh. And then the, co- the, the security came to wake him up, and everyone in the section just started chanting, Let him sleep. Let him sleep. That's the highlight of the NFL draft for me well i was you know it's right across the street from here so when i left there was middle-aged men in yeah. fucking football jerseys, jerseys yes. from all over and i'm like this seems like a bad idea he was wearing a tampa bay bucks jersey he really was it was a john lynch jersey Forty five. What happened to the rock talk? We were enjoying, you're in London, you're (laughs) rocking, we turn right back into anti sexual orientation slurs. (laughs) The Fez word. I can't help it. London was nice, we'll go back there. But uh, you brought up Bon Jovi. Do you know he's doing the biggest tour in the world right now? Bon Jovi. Today outdrawing all the other tours. I that sounds crazy to me. Festivals throughout Europe. One of the shows drew seven and a half million people. It's <laughs> a lot. That's like a small country. What the fuck? Not that small, really. Pretty yeah. decent size. Yeah, he sold out the the festival that we had. He sold out uh, the, that day it, it, real fast. The other shows were really high tickets, but did he do "Living on a Prayer"? I don't remember. I was. I don't. You know. I never get to enjoy the concerts. I'm really running Too around. Too busy saying, Run. making sure everybody's glasses are full. <laughs> I, was hanging out, I was hanging out with Prince Harry eating burgers. What can I tell you? It really annoys me because I never get to fucking hang out with Prince Harry. I've been really figuring out that I'm hanging out with the wrong people. Uh. Margaret Cho explained that to me today. Maybe get Harry on Google Plus. Part of the circle. <laughs> what does the circles mean? Though I'm a little nervous. A circle's like your friend. That's your friend group that you're, you're right, associated so with. Right, so Google Plus us, if you have it. We have a lot of invitations oh, to get out so left out. And it's also like combined with Pal Talk, too, because you can have a video hangout. It's like they've just fucking thrown everything together into one service. I, I feel like my I did last year around fantasy football time with Ron and Fez. I just got left out again. Oh. Um, well, you're in too many other leagues. I'm only in one now. Oh, bon we would have had you in this year. You still have the Bon Jovi fans since day one drop. That's probably my favorite drop of all time. I don't know whether we even still have it. We just, you know, like... they, they move things off. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rich. Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. I, I think it's ridiculous that uh, they chastise James Harrison while uh, he has every opportunity to tell Fidel he's a douche. Well, the NFL turns around and commercializes this guy's big hits with, like, you know, the the DVDs or whatever, biggest hits of 2010, which the majority is this guy. And then they turn around, well, why shouldn't he have, when he has the opportunity, he's not being employed and being paid by the NFL to tell his boss that he doesn't like he's a douche. 
Um, yeah, I have no problem with it either. Uh, we think we found it. Oh. It's made it all the way back to two fifty one, and I'm only <laughs> fifty on the on the front page of this. So Bon Jovi fan since day one. Bon Jovi fan since day one. Bon Jovi fan since day one. It gets me every time. It makes that that goes back. Jesus, how old is that? That's nine, eight, nine years old. Day one, it goes back. It goes back. Ooh, well, yeah. of course, for him. Every now, I have a lot of old Ron and Fez on my on my iPod. And every That's now the saddest and, thing ever. Oh, it's not. It's great because I'll be listening to a tune, and then all of a sudden, I'll hear the one of my favorites is the whole Eddie Trunk rant when you couldn't <laughs> say Eddie Trunk's name, and, then, and the Van Halen kept playing. It was tremendous. All right, if someone wants an invite, uh, don't go to us for them on the Google Plus. Uh, tweet Happy Typing Girl. I'm sure she'd be happy, more than happy, to give out invites. Invite City. <laughs> Let me see if she can get me one. She will, yes. See if she'll give you one. Because she's happy to, to help people out. <laughs> and those invites are fucking going quick. People want to be in on this Google+. Plus. You see, you know all about it. Because you're the one who knew about Google Wave. Oh, and there's also, I'm going to start paying for music. There's a service coming out, which I'm actually going to pay for. It's called Spotify. It's, it's the shit. Well, talk to me. I have no it's idea where it's literally going. like Dillette, but it does have every fucking song you can ever fucking want to <laughs> listen to. It's literally what Dillette should be. And it's incredibly quick. It streams the music. And How much does it cost? Five, I think it's either five or ten bucks a month. And then you get basically your own Dillette at home. It's called Spotify. It's been available in Europe for, I think, two or three years now. And now it's finally coming to New York. Uh, to be, America. That would be a good catchphrase for them. What Dillette should be. <laughs> Seriously. Do enough people know who Dillette is? <laughs> Probably not. But we would enjoy it. We've been in, we've been in Europe for years. They're, it's huge in Europe, like, like all the bands are. It's gigantic, yeah. And it, um, every... Well, that's really great news. That's really uh, <laughs> terrific news. Um, well, look, look, look. Roe from Long Island finally calling the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. How are you today? We're good. It's a beautiful day. Listen, the reason for my call, I wanted to ask Claude about Johnny or you, Ron, about this George Harrison documentary. Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese's doing it. Yeah. I think it's coming out in October. Is it? It's not like a docudrama. It's actually a documentary. It's a documentary, yeah. Scorsese has done them on... Um, he did one on Dylan that was pretty fabulous. And uh, I I got um, good hope for it. Yeah, I hope it's good. Well, yeah. Scorsese's doing it, so there's hope. Is it a documentary or a rockumentary? It's a rockumentary where he rocks... And then mentory stuff. You're still trying to Twitter this thing? Oh, no, I did. I, I said it. Yeah, because HTG really loves helping people and giving out things like that. So it'll be really great. <laughs> Happy typing girl on Twitter. Slash. Backslash. Nice. Get those Google Pluses out things. there. But yeah. She really loves um, all that. Now, I know people are complaining about the Netflix. Oh, people are pissed. They are fucking angry as shit. Now, what is their big beef with it? Uh, I think I think the streaming service went from ten bucks to sixteen bucks. So basically, they put Blockbuster out of business, and then they they boast their prices. Who fuck? They're the only game in town now for you know running shit. Well, they're not the only game in town, but they'd appreciate you telling people there's no other options. <laughs> but what do you get for sixteen dollars? You get to, I believe, stream 
stream shit online. You get to stream your uh, through Xbox or whatever, and then I think you get like one DVD a month. And that, or, what else you get to stream? Um, you get their 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 basic. You can get stream whatever you want. You could uh, whatever they have available for streaming. So Not you every get movie. Tons is, of free movies. Yeah. And then some of the extra movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sixteen dollars seems like a giant yeah. amount of money to you. And it used to be. It, it used to be ten like bucks. It's fucking free to me. It's yeah, great. I mean, no, how I, much does it cost to go to the regular movies nowadays? It's like twelve bucks. I think it's more. Is it, well, because you need to have glasses on. <laughs> I go yeah. without glasses. <laughs> I mean, it's. You but, go to the movies, um, it's like I, I'm telling you right now, they are putting so many great documentaries out at the same time that the films come out. I, I can't believe that this isn't all people are watching. This has been the greatest documentary summer I can ever imagine. And I haven't seen any of the blockbusters, and from what I understand, they're all awful. You know, it's doing too well. Well, Transformers has made a billion dollars. doesn't mean anything. Billion Dollar Babies is what they ought to call it, the fucking Alice Cooper album. <laughs> what, uh, what are we doing on uh, Rob Bennington interviews? What, we got great documentaries this weekend. That's right. right. Ron Bennington interviews returns. It's Bennington, by the way. Not Bennington. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you're hungry for fun. You go, that's it. You know, black people can never say my last name. They always say Bennington. When they talk to me, they go, Mr. Bennington. I go, I don't even know how you make that leap. <laughs> happens so we got the director of magic trip he's coming in tomorrow mm-hmm. that'll be replayed on sunday this is the ken casey it's a ken casey documentary we have james marsh the director of project nim this is the craziest documentary you ever saw they tried to take a monkey in the 70s and treat him like a baby and fool him to think and they taught him sign language and what they also fucking did, they let him live like a kid in the 70s. He was smoking fucking weed with people. <laughs> he was fucking around with chicks. It's it's too nutty to be fucking made up, and it's real. I would much rather see that than the, whatever, this rise of the planet of the apes. <laughs> the trailer is so fucking bad. Oh, it's terrible. And then Errol Morris, the legend, Errol Morris, tabloid. The greatest documentary uh, of all time. And then we got the curb people. And Susie Essman and Jeff Garland. All right. So that's all this weekend. That's a nice little show, right, it Jenny? Is. And yet you shit on it and act like, oh, you know what? Uh, the Prince would not want to listen to that <laughs> no. show. I think the Prince would be a huge Ron Bennington interview fan. I don't know. I don't know if he would or not. Um, I took incredible heat from my wife about the Prince. She's kind of in love with him, and she wouldn't talk to me for a couple of days after I got back. Uh, John, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, on uh, that Netflix thing now, for 16 bucks you get the uh, unlimited streaming, whatever you can stream, and it's two DVDs out at a time, not per month. Good for kids or whatever. And Pepper. Yes? You're from Long Island City, not Astoria. Stop it already. Same fucking place. It isn't the same thing. It's not the same thing. You're right, Ronnie. <laughs> Good day, boys. Good right, day. But Long Island City is shit. <laughs> My God, Tech, my wonderful home of Queens, Astoria no. slash Long Island City. <laughs> Astoria, I think, is fabulous. Very Greek. Have you ever seen a guy to recognize in their saints? Of course I have. I know exactly where everything is in that movie. I thought I saw you and Mikey D fucking riding bikes together. <laughs> I don't know why people got a, a bitch. You get all this stuff, and it's only 16 bucks. I was just going to try to calculate how many hours of... Mo- like, it's so, like, 24 hours in a day times 30. That That's, like, what? A lot. That's- it is. <laughs> you are so fucking right. You are you know, so I mean, right. That's, you could stream, like, 600, 700 hours worth of movies. 
That's not good enough. For 16 That's bucks. That's not good enough. They want everything for fucking free. <laughs> Plus two other movies on a DVD. So you got like 800 hours of movies. For See, you try to even point this out to kids. When I was a kid, Wizard of Oz came on, you had to wait for it. <laughs> I can't wait. You would be in school going like this. I can't wait till Wizard of Oz comes on. It's going to be great. And if you fucking miss Wizard of Oz, you know, because your dad wanted to see a Phil's game, you go back to fucking school, you're like this. I don't know what happened. I guess I saw it last year. I can't remember. All you guys seem to be excited about it. I don't know. Like, if you fucking found out you missed Rudolph, you were fucked. But, like, my nieces and nephews, they're watching Rudolph in the car, in the backseat of the car, while their parents are going somewhere. And they went to Chicago, and Chicago to these kids from Florida just looked like Rudolph and Shrek. They just, the whole time in the car, they're not looking out the window. They're sitting in their fucking bedroom, basically, watching DVDs. Um, here's Joel. Joel, you're in Hey, Pepper. Yeah. The problem with the online music is that it's streamed, so it sounds like shit. Ah! Oh, I've heard it before. It sounds fine. <laughs> Pepper doesn't have the fucking analog. By the way, uh, one of the guys that's coming in tomorrow has this recording studio in Brooklyn. Look at the old school stuff that he owns. And he's doing like a lot of rockabilly stuff in there. He's been having the band play live. But he actually has like reel-to-reel tapes and shit. And kids are loving this. Kids are loving the sound oh, yeah. of reality. Analog. <laughs> Everything went digital. People still like the analog. Of course, it sounds better. Uh, Johnny, you love the Harry Potters. <laughs> And you can't get enough of them. After all, all these years, has it been 10 years or something? Yeah, but it's about 10 years. It's finally ending. I was pretty sad. And everybody loves the... It's, Rotten Tomatoes is going crazy. Everybody but, but Armand White. He's the only <laughs> one that tells the fucking truth. He said it was like watching shit float. No, oh, no. But that would be a great fucking review. <laughs> I went to Harry, I went to the Harry Potter. It was like watching shit float. I thank you. <laughs> Magically. Seriously, I think that I could do reviews. I think I could sit and do fucking reviews. Let's do it. Fucking Ron Smales, this motherfucker. Let's get in there. Well, what do you got to do to get on? Do I got to fucking Google Plus something? What do I do? How do I get up in my circle? You got to be in the circle. Invite. <laughs> Will the circle be unbroken? Oh, yeah. oh wait, that's going to remind Fez of his dad. I got to be very careful with any kind of gospel. Fez has been through a lot. I don't want to fucking tilt him. Gospel of frozen soup. Oh, he ate right? it. He ate the dead man's soup. He I would have eaten it, too. Uh, here's Rick in L.A. Hey, I crunched the numbers for all them cheapskates that are bitching about Netflix. It's about 51 cents a day. For not just like the old days where you put the VHS in a family room and watch it. No, you can watch it on your iPad, your iPhone, your iPod, your tablet. 50 cents a day. Like, seriously, name me something else that you can have for 51 fucking cents a day. I think you, you can feed one of those foreign kids. <laughs> that is true. That's true. But what are they fucking eating? Nothing? <laughs> I can't stream them, though. Like, he, what are these kids? <laughs> a couple of Rice Krispies. No, they're coming in there like this. Here's a fucking half a candy bar, kid. I don't know. The fucking Americans won't get more. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to get back to this Harry Potter because Polo has seen it. Uh, let's play his uh, opening and intro music, and then we're all ready to bring Polo onto the show. 
from the legendary Warner Fest Studios in a predominantly white neighborhood, Warner Fest presents Showtime with the Paulo. Paulo, there he is. Yeah, Paulo, you like the movie. How you doing? Now, the new Harry Potter is called The Magical Cauldron of Magical Delights. <laughs> what is the new one called, Harry? Uh, Deadly Hallows 2. Uh, Deadly Hallows. Deathly, yeah. Two. Deathly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've seen all the, the movies, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I've seen all the movies. Let's face it, this is as big an event as you're likely to get in your lifetime. I mean, it's the most successful uh, movie franchise of all time, and it's over. They're, they're ending it. Look, I read this on Deadline.com. Altogether, Warner Brothers went in on this. Now, they bought it when it was not even a novel yet. They bought it when it was, you know, they're like, hey, some woman's written something, if anybody's interested. And they run it before the novel came out. How much money all their products together, DVD, and all, oh my have God. they grossed? Um, I'll let you go first. $12 billion. $12 billion. Fezzi. I'll say $4 billion. $6 billion. $21 yes. billion. Dollars. $21 billion. And that includes... All the marketing that goes along with it, the fucking gobbledygookers, the fucking <laughs> the, the the hats. You know, remember there was a while the kids were like, "I need nine dollar fucking fake glasses," mm -hmm. and you're like, "You're gonna look like fucking four eyes if you had glasses, you'd cry." Good. Now you want to look like that, uh, Polo? This movie really shit the bed, huh? It just didn't work out. No, it's not that it is. It delivers, and the whole point is, is that you have. The, it's really all about the the readers of the book. They want to know: is it going to be like the book? You know, because the people who haven't read the books, they don't know what the fuck is going on. They, I'm going to read the book, but I'm going to read it from the back all the way to the front. <laughs> oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, I mean, and as far as the glasses, you've got 3D. As a matter of fact, I have actual Harry Potter 3D glasses now. They they got those, and they're actually much more difficult to see. The Send movie. a picture to my Google Plus. I want to see these. <laughs> Ron and Fez at Google Plus. And if you really need an ad, uh, HTG will give it to you. Yeah. And I mean, they're round and they're small, and everything. but I mean, it is the biggest franchise. It is, and I mean, as you say, twenty-one billion. The books were huge. The movies were huge. So I mean, I, however you feel about it, and, and frankly, I, I, I think J.K. Rowling. The best thing about her is, is that she has an enormous imagination, and every movie she manages to stick something in there that's just crazy. Well, she doesn't and, write the movies. No. No, but you know, they, it's based on the books. So yeah, but you can't give her credit for the movies. You give her credit for the book. You give her credit for the stories. You give her credit for the plot line. You give, you, and, and most of the uh, things... No, I think that if you're really going to give credit to anyone for this, you give credit to the producers, directors, and screenwriters that somehow took something that worked in book form and made it work in movie form because it rarely happens. Well, like nine movies. Are you sending your address over? You're going to be my Google Plus friend. Yeah, he's in the circle. Yeah. It's like translating the Bible. You have to be... They've done it. They've done it in movies and people got pissed. <laughs> I understand, but then, and the people are going to get pissed because, you're not, you know, there are decisions, creative decisions that are made. And especially in the case of this movie because there's a lot of stuff happening. And so they're going to cut, cut, cut everything out. So, But, I mean, still... That's why the filmmakers deserve the credit... The producers bought this thing early on. Yep. Um, they pulled it off 
which is impossible to do. What they've done to be able to do that. How many films altogether, Paul? Eight? Yeah, there's eight. There's seven books, eight. And off. not piss off their audience. <laughs> and I'm going to admit, I'm not part of their audience. I haven't seen any of them. But I give them all the credit in the world to be able to please those people. And everybody's like, you did it. This just doesn't happen. And it's never going to happen again. It's a ridiculous well, it's franchise. It's, it's very unlikely. First of all, it's, it, it revived reading, and, and that was the end. There's no more going to be no more big books or reading anymore because people don't read anymore. So this was like the last gasp of a, of a real big book publishing event. I mean, for all intents and purposes. I mean, I you're disagree. not going to ever see it. Every, ever, anything, it's ever. It's going to happen again and again because kids and their parents love to have this experience. When you're reading a book, to kids, and then they get old enough that they start reading it to you. That's what she, that's the wave that she caught. That this was a shared experience, and that the parents and kids were discussing the books together. And it will happen again. You're being cynical, Paul. I'm, I am being cynical, but I think uh, that's because you're uh, writing a book right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. But that's the deathly halitosis. That'll be a trilogy. But That's just mean, Fez, because I, he I really mean, let's wants to. Let's get back it. to Harry Potter. I mean, it, it, why, you, it, why can't we talk about your book? All right, go ahead and talk about my book. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's, it's moving slowly. So, I mean, I wish I was in J.K. Rowling's uh, shoes 15 years ago when she was in, on welfare, on the British welfare, which everybody is, is on over there. But, I mean, you know, and now she's the richest woman in the world or whatever. I mean, it, I, I would love to have that story. That's a beautiful story. To be you the richest what, woman in the world. You know what she bought the other day? Montana. I mean, she is making <laughs> some <laughs> fucking cash. And she's having so, the I mean, carpet. It, as, as far as the movie itself, the movie is, is epic. It is epic. It's, it, if you want to compare it to something, you can compare it to, like, Lord of the Rings. I don't Rings. want to compare it to any of those. Oh, yeah, because the battle, there's a big, huge battle, very similar. There's giant. i got to start and watch these. Do I need to see the other ones, or can I just come right in now and start watching? You can come right in now. You'll know, yeah, yeah everything will be great. You think. I want to get there is, the first day with the kids. It, it is kind of <laughs> incomprehensible because, you know, they, they talk about all kinds of things. Now, the thing is, when it started, you had them as little kids. And uh, now it got darker and darker and more adult as it went along. So, I mean, this is the probably the best of the bunch. I mean, you know, if, if, if but you haven't seen any of them. The biggest movie franchise. No, I haven't really. I think I might have saw some of the first. But I know in this one, Hermione, <laughs> who's got beautiful, there's a scene where she says... I'm going to do a squatter over Potter. And she just oh fucking knows She's grown up. And I give them credit for growing along. You know what I mean? They grew along. Now, Think now of what they, these producers pulled off. They did eight films with the same kids. These same right. kids have come out of the other end of this as really nice people. Everybody I, thinks all these kids are, you know, you never hear like, oh, they did coke. Nothing, never. They're right, fucking going right. to the university. They're starting on Broadway. Uh, no, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe said that he had a big drinking problem for a while, and he, he well, got and he a, got a hold of it though. He, he's doing okay with it. You never right. find out if you have a drinking problem until you start drinking. Right? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, if you have twenty billion dollars in your pocket to burn, you know, you're dude, gonna, you know how many eighteen-year-old kids have drinking problems when they got three dollars in their pockets? Kristen <laughs> <Right>. Lee. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, the last book. 
was a big event, and they, and they split it into two. And frankly, the first half was a little bit of a bore. Uh, you know, because the the beginning, the first part of the of the first uh, part one was good, and then it just got weird, and they wandered around in the forest for the whole second half of the movie. So, comparatively, if you judge it by the last movie, I thought the last movie was probably. I judge it by its cover. That's how I I'm, judge you know, it. Good. <laughs> I'm sure some people will yeah, argue. I'll write a book blurb as it's got a great cover. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be a good reviewer of all sorts. Movie you know books. what? You're right. And I told that to Margaret Show and Fiona Apple, Quentin Tarantino, Amy Mann. Kathleen from the Bronx. Kathleen from the Bronx, John Bryan, all the people that I want to fucking hang out with. And don't. Look who I'm with. Hard Rock Johnny, Chris Stanley, and Polo. What happened to me? Come on. What's wrong? Come on, what's wrong? I know the prince. <laughs> yeah, you do. You belong in my group. Thanks. Well, at least you should be bringing us food and beverages. <laughs> I forgot food today. Yeah, snack. what happened? I had a snack on the way. I've had burgers and stuff, but I ate it. Where'd you get it? From my kitchen. Mm. You yeah. still like to eat at your own place, huh? Yeah, sure. That's great. <laughs> Paul? Yeah, and essentially... This Did you see any of the movies that maybe adults could talk about? Sure. I mean, this is the end of the summer. This is, you know, and we've had some good movies, and we've. But let's face it, it's been kind of a crappy summer. But they still. It's been a cruel, cruel summer. They Hold had, on, they Jamie wants to add something to your story. Go ahead, Jamie. Hello. Yeah. Hello, it's Andy in Cleveland. How so? you doing? Good. Um, just just a heads up uh, for the Potter thing. Uh, the local huge theater in Cleveland has uh, got twenty-four screens at a midnight showing. They're showing this thing in all twenty-four of those screens. At, at 12 noon today, they sold out of all 24 screens. All right. So 24 screens at midnight have right. sold out. At one yep. theater. Yep. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, this, we're looking at box office history this weekend. I mean, whether you like the movies or not, it's, it's going to be. It's, no, I give, I give these guys full credit. I really do. And there's nothing, you know, it's a kid's movie to sit around and act like, this is fucking stupid. Yes, it's supposed to be. <laughs> It's for kids. And kids I mean, so far, we've enjoying had it. big movies this year. Johnny Depp, as usual, had the biggest movie of the year. So. Whatever. I don't want to sit here and get from you everything I could get out of Variety <laughs> Polo. <laughs> Be a person. Sorry. Don't read me <laughs> list. I think this would be a good weekend to go see anything but Harry Potter. I mean, no one's going to be oh, in yeah, any other movie. Get every how you gonna get there? Every taxi, <laughs> every bus has been I'll rented out. Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll kick these little wizards out of my way to get in and see Winnie the Pooh. Here's what I would do if I was producing this fucking film. I would charge everybody in the country $5, and then I would show Harry Potter on the moon. Just fucking have a full moon, show Harry Potter there, and everybody owes me cash. And that would be it. One fucking showing done. Uh, Billy Armanifes. Hey, Ronnie, yeah, the news was talking earlier saying that the pre-sale was sold out. Every show across the country has been sold out for the opening day. <laughs> I, I need to get on this bandwagon. I need to fucking join in. Now, I got a couple questions. Who's Snape? <laughs> what is his problem? Is he good? Seems like he's nope. good. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, unless you've read the books, then you know. And, and if you've seen the movie, and I've seen the movie, but I can't tell because I'm always... Why can't you tell? Spo you, give us a spoiler. You, Come on, spoil you it. You yell at me every time I, t I reveal. And, and I mean, I'm sure everybody knows already because they've read all the books and they know, but I'm just, I'm not going to reveal. See, you sound like you're telling by not telling. Is this I'm, the one with Luke Skywalker? <laughs> no. No, no. I saw no, one of those. Snape that fucking is, kid, he really got better at flying jets. 
Pretty yeah, badass. Snapes, snapes can go either way. You never know with snapes. Like, he'll lick balls or fucking suck. There's see. bisexual characters in the stories? Oh, don't go Jeff from Big Brother on us. What's he that mean? Jeff on Big Brother got into an argument on the live feed. Uh, that When he found out that Dumbledore is a gay character, he had a fit. Wait, what? Dumbledore's gay? I'm not saying nothing. Look at his name. <laughs> yes, it's good. Well, you see, Harry, I love the taste of cock. <laughs> Everybody in the movie's British, so... Some wizards, like, cock up their ass, Harry. Uh, what were you saying? Everyone's British, so all, they're Everybody all gay? Yeah, everybody's gay, so that's, you know, that's besides the point. But, I mean, you know, there is, of course, you know, Harry Potter, and, and you know, if you know, I'm, I, a spoiler is what happens at the end, I'm not going to say. But that's well, it's not a spoiler. Was it in the book? Yes, it's in the book. Then anybody you know, who doesn't know fucked up, because they could have read the book four years ago. <laughs> Nineteen years later, they, you know, everybody gets together, and you know who everybody winds up with and all of that. Harry, you have to understand something. Some wizards love to have a cock in their ass and in their mouth. <laughs> it's magical for me, Harry. That's the British for you. This guy, I, Big Brother, had a fit that he found out that Dumbledore <coughs> uh, is the headmaster of a school. I'm headmaster, so pull your pants down, Harry. <laughs> Harry, please fuck my arse. Oh. My arse, Harry, we're in Britain. <laughs> Saying that it's totally inappropriate to have in a kid's book. Well, not even in a kid's book. He was acting like it was a real school and the guy should be fired. <laughs> and they all have wands, of course. You know, everybody's using their wands. I mean, and that, and it's very important what they do with their wands and, and they're different wands. So, I mean, yeah, these... Stop you know it, Paul. The, You're being you know immature. Fez is trying to bring up something real. Okay. <laughs> Harry, you have to understand something. Hermione's a cunt, and she has no interest for me. But you and your little balls get me up at night. I like to rest them on my chin, wrap my beard around them as I finger your anus. Okay, well, so this far. is a good point, Fez. And I'm reading this over. Now, here's some of the things that make me mad. Glad is mad about this, right? Mm -hmm. It happened online. It's they're mad at CBS. You can't get mad at an online feed of a reality show. It's too far. And two, it looks like, and I'm not going to speak for him, but his point is, why bring up sex in a children's book? Of any kind of sex, hetero or gay. Sex doesn't get brought up in a children's book. J.K. Rowling said that this character it was written gay. That she has, uh, but he doesn't have sex in the book. He doesn't go after children like this guy Jeff thinks Maybe he's he not does. gay then. He, wears he doesn't the go after children, he's probably not gay. Does he drink his own piss? <laughs> not all gays do Excuse that. Excuse me, Harry, I'm going to piss into this goblet and then drink it down. How do you write someone gay? And oh. the guy had no problem. Hi, Harry. <laughs> but there's some magic in each other's mouth. I'll take Dumbledore to win, please. Center square. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being old enough to get those jokes. Uh, Don, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, Polo, how's Gail doing? Oh, oh, that's just wow. fucking mean. That oh, seriously, that's fucking low. Wow. <laughs> Fucked up.
Yeah, that's but again, fucked you know, up. Of, yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, let's get back to what we were talking about, Paula. Let's stay on the gay thing yeah. because it's much more interesting than you reading Variety to me. Okay, <laughs> I'm just—it's information. I'm I know sorry. I don't want information. I, I want opinion. Fingertips, okay? I'm sorry. Just in case you need it, I, it's I don't I need it. I'll be able to fucking go online anytime okay. and see what sold what. What's the number two movie of the year? What does Glad want to have happen to CBS? They want him to shut this guy up? Yeah, I I think they want an apology from CBS from broadcasting this. They didn't broadcast it. It was not on their show. It was on an online feed that you have to buy. But they put it out on, you know, it was broadcast over the online feed. So you're going to get in fucking, you're going to attack a television network... And go after their sponsors for what happened to it, a raw online feed of whether or not it goes on the air or not. That's fucking ridiculous. That's too far. And it's going to blow up in Glad's face before you know it. You can get two up. And I was saying this to my new best friend, Margaret Cho. You still have to have some kind of freedom of speech. He has an opinion. And your opinion the wrong opinion, right? Absolutely. I'm going to agree with you, too. Even down to... Can a gay guy fucking teach school? Yeah, he can. But I don't have any problem with someone going, I'm nervous about a gay guy teaching school. Those things need to be said by fucking idiots, and then you can have a dialogue with them to go, look, here you go. But you just can't keep shutting people down all the time. Well, CBS isn't even going to have the nerve to broadcast that part of the feed. Forget whether it's nerve or not. The feed is 24 hours a day. They fucking do th- an hour, uh, an hour every two days or three days. Yeah. So it isn't a matter of nerve. And then you would be mad at them if they did broadcast that. You would be mad if they put that conversation on the air. It's almost like saying you're mad that some idiot fucking guy from Chicago, who I'm already mad at because he acted like Chicago's clean and New York is fucking dirty. That's my only problem with him. <laughs> Uh, but you got to be able to say stuff. People have got to be able to fucking be able to talk a little bit. Now, if Dumbledore comes on the show and goes like this, Harry, wouldn't you like me to take my beard, put it between your legs, and see what it looks like when you get pubic hair? Look at me, Harry. I'm talking into your penis like it was a microphone. Isn't this fun? Don't tell your parents, Harry. I got no problem. Harry, do would you like to drink champagne out of my asshole? <laughs> I am Dumbledore. It's the goblet of fire. I oh, please, Paul. What? Your whole Sorry. fucking thing. It sounds like a guy from the Bronx. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Let's go over here to uh, Bubba in Texas. Probably not his real name. Man, the beard port's really turning me on. Thank you, Ronnie. Yeah. Now, I'd like to ask Paul O if he thinks that his movie Gap has more artistic value than Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter. This one. Yes, I do. Thank you, sir. Thank What's you, the sir. story on Gap, Paul? Uh, Gap Two, Polo? <laughs> there is actually stuff going on. I'm I'm trying to. I, I mean, I did provide a lot of stuff, and I, and, I, and I'm letting other people. In other words, it's going to be like a as much like the Harry Potter. Let's get back to Harry Potter. There's different directors in all of the most of the Harry Potter movies and that's going to be the situation with Gap 2 it's going to be a different director so I'm giving no. oh come on <laughs> I'm not going to go to see this one bullshit <laughs> sorry but uh, but I did uh, who's going to do Gap 2 a full script 
appropriate, but I'm not saying now because I, you know, everybody because look, they always say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but I guess we proved them wrong. Didn't oh, we? because of Louis C.K. when he made fun yeah, of your movie, and then it stopped the sales. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I have to admit, I'm getting close to a hundred thousand. What, what, what did you say? A story on CNBC about Spotify launching in the United States. I also saw that gold is trading at $1,500 an ounce. Just give me a couple ounces of gold. Just give me a couple ounces of anything. I'll be fucking happy. <laughs> too. Um, what's like one of those bars of gold go for? Like you ever it's, see like the big bars that they have? Bars? Like well, like the ones on the, that like, they, they, they stack up in a movie. What is that? Oh. Like two pounds, six pounds? What is that? That's what I'm fucking now curious about. Pounds. Four hundred ounces is a is a so gold four, a standard gold bar of gold. Right, so four hundred times four hundred times fifteen sixty. It's like half a million. It's a a half a million it's for a one lot. of those fucking bars. You want to go one day? I have a friend who works at the Federal Reserve Bank downtown, and we can actually go see the gold bars in the vault. Dude, I used to work at the fucking Franklin Mint. <laughs> I used to have to move those things from one room to the other. Did you ever put one in your pocket and leave? Uh, getting out of that thing was like leaving the airport. But I did have a friend who. No, let me change that. Not a friend. <laughs> a guy I worked with uh, stole a bunch of medallions, right? And um, he had put them in the trash, then went in and fucking got into the trash can at night, took a bunch of them out. So, like, they had, like, little private detectives following them around. They fucking found him one night. He's at this, like, fucking club dancing, wearing one of the medallions around his fucking head. <laughs> He's got his shirt open to his belly. Just fucking, yeah! And it was some kind of, you know, they would do those stupid, like, Carter inauguration thing. He didn't give a fuck. And it was like gold. Just a solid hunk of gold. But, um... All we used to do is sit around and think about, think he's still gold? It was like being in prison, because you were behind walls and all, yeah. you know? And if you know if you could get out with gold... It's on. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, would you imagine just all the people working for you, like... And they would check fingernails and stuff, because yeah, people would say, just try to scratch, scratch. scratch. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. You imagine if you scratch, got a little under your fingernails every them. day. All right. Start to build it up. That's nice. But yeah. I still don't understand why gold has value. Because we make it have value. That's the only reason. It yeah. does, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's just right. like, if there really is some kind of Armageddon, you're going to want water and food. <laughs> like, dry yeah. goods should cost a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, we, silver didn't go up that much. Platinum so, didn't go up that much. I mean, so there's no logic to it. Diamonds, I don't know. Look at that. Spotify's value is over a billion dollars right now, they say. Where's the little Harry Potter uh, thing? John Williams does the music, right? Yeah, John right. Williams is the guy who created and, and he's getting eight fucking paid checks on this one, too. A lot of money. He Jesus does. Christ. He makes a lot of fucking money at John Williams. Yes, Harry, come on in. I want you to lean over and take a giant shit on my chest. That's it. Rub it in now with your toes. Good boy. Dumbledore thinks you're going to make a wonderful wizard. <laughs> That's it. More shit. More shit. <laughs> Do you have some piss left, Harry? Yes. That's magical, my dear boy. Is that scene in there? No, those scenes don't show up. How do you know? You haven't seen the fucking movie. Yeah, have you seen it? No. Is that the movie you've seen? So how do you know it shows up? Could be wonderful. Well, first I got, of all, I got no problem with it. 
died uh, in in an earlier in uh, uh, one of the earlier uh, episodes or movies, uh, but he does uh, make a quite an extensive appearance in this movie, nonetheless. Want to do tummy sticks with me, Harry? <laughs> That's it. Oh, mine's bigger than yours, isn't it? But yours is sharper, pointier, like a wand's. That's it, dear boy. Magic time. What's that potion coming out at the end of my wand? It's called cum. It's for your hair, Harry. Rub it in. Rub it in your hair. He's fucking... So I got... Uh, now I see what the guy from Chicago is saying, Fess. He does... He, Dumbledore, he, you had no problem with until he heard that the character is gay. Then, all of a sudden, in his idiotic mind, thought he had to be uh, definitely a pedophile, touching the kids at the school, or as this guy kept calling it, uh, fantasy camp. That's the best. Do you think they played baseball there? I don't know what he thinks <laughs> goes on in a Potter book. He seriously is from Chicago. People there still wear their hats backwards. I'm so <laughs> rooting against him and Big Brother now. Who are you rooting for? I'll go with uh, uh, Rachel and her oh, boyfriend. Oh, God. Well, they're on his side. Wouldn't you want them to go against him? Well, I just don't want to see Jeff and Jordan at the end. Right, but wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you think if someone was a good person, they would say, I can't be on your team now and vote with you? Oh, yeah, you would think that. But there's half a million on the line, so no one's going to say that in that house. All right, well, so we're all on the same page here. Um, here's Todd. You're in front of Fez. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Mm. Got a uh, completely juvenile and stupid game that you can play with Harry Potter, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. All you do is every time the word wand is written or said in that book, just change it to wang. Makes it totally fucking gay, but it's hysterical. Uh, yeah, being sober is awful. <laughs> <laughs> you end up doing shit like that. Uh, Scott, you're in Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Paul, how come uh, Gap's not on Netflix? I started looking for it the other day. Well, uh, again, I've kind of, I'm kind of holding off until the uh, the gap. I, yeah, it's not on Netflix. I haven't done anything in that respect, and I really, it's part of it. You have it on Google Plus? I haven't done anything. I'll put it in my like friend that. circle. Yeah, get in the circle. I, I, you know, it's it's basically in my vault right now because I'm really not. Uh, I, I don't know how to deal with any of that, and so I'm going to leave it up to the guys with Gap Two to to organize all of that. Who are so, these guys? Do we know them? I'm not telling. I, I'm, I'm staying out of it. I mean, right now, give us the initials. Harry Potter. No, I'm not saying It's fucking Im it's imaginary, Paul. Oh, it is no. believe me, it's you know him, you know him, but they they would get angry if I because as I said, we got How do I know him? Yes, you do. Are they from New York or Florida? New York. Who do you think? I think it's Johnny. Frank Franklin's out for a minute. Oh, Franklin's doing it? No, no, no. No. Anyway, That'd be a great I idea to have Franklin do it. Getting, and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's a total, and I'm fine with it because it's going to be a totally 
uh, organic extension and uh, of the original movie, but it's going to be totally different. And I know that'll make everybody happy because nobody was happy with the concept of the first movie. Nobody understood it. That's fine. I loved but, it. I fucking cleared out Hard Rock uh, <laughs> so quickly. I understand. I, I mean, I, I was there once in a fire, and it didn't empty out as fast yeah, as that it was, movie. It was a good wedding, bad movie. <laughs> well, anyway, the uh, the, the Harry marriage. Thing, <laughs> well, that too. You know, I uh, you know, I clearly uh, I would love to get it on Netflix, and I I really do. But I mean, I'm having problems with my life. But we're not here to talk about my life. We're here to talk about Harry Potter. So uh, you know, and this is the end of the summer for all intents and purposes. Is the director the guy that produced with you last time? <laughs> no. That's what it is. Isn't yeah. It? No, no, it's not. No. So then, how do I know the guy? You know him very well, but I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to. They would be. Oh, funny. I know what it is. It's uh, Mike. Oh, I shot Mike. Yeah. I'm not saying nothing. It is. That's it. it. Anyway, all I'm saying right now is that I have provided them a lot of material, and they are doing what they want with it. And then eventually they're going to call me in. So it's not me responsible for it. So that's all they need. To, anybody needs to know. I'm not the one responsible because clearly I'm the most hated man in the world. So, I mean, you know. I, I, <laughs> Paulo. Yes. Everyone hated that movie, not for personal reasons, but because you couldn't hear it or understand it. No, I'm just saying. And that I you were acting and you had a script in your hand. <laughs> and you cut out Dave. I walk into the. Yeah, place. why did you cut out Dave? I, that was. That wasn't supposed to happen anyhow, but that's not even here nor there. I walked into the, the Opie and Anthony thing with Louis C.K. None of them really, you know, I mean, Louis hadn't seen the movie, but it was a good bit. And I mean, and I got crucified and burned. And I mean, I, I have to live with that. You know, my life is screwed up and that's it. But I mean, we'll get, let's get back to Harry Potter. We should I mean, go back and pull that. Fucking Louis sliced him up and we won't have to do it today. But L Louis fucking filleted him and his movie and he never sold another copy after that day. Well, I mean, partially because, I'm, you know, I mean, to a certain degree, I, I, I didn't handle it well. I kind of, you know, fell, fell apart. So, but, so let's not worry about that right now. I mean, you, you know, we got the summer movies, and we got Harry Potter, and this is the end of the summer. It's the biggest movie event of the year. I mean, God damn it, I don't, you know, I mean, there's nothing I can do about the Gap situation. So, I mean, I, 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 the, you know... Uh, it, you know, it's very frustrating to me because, you know, I, 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 I'm going to die. But, I mean, that's besides the point. I was trying to have a nice Harry Potter day here. Here's today. what kills me. There's, I go over uh, and Louis C.K. destroys Paulo's movie Gap Part 1 on YouTube. 93,000 hits. Paulo's probably sold 200 copies of the fucking movie. More people have seen the critical drubbing. And there's seven parts, no less. You know, and it's oh. all funny. I'm not. I, I was a willing participant. I knew it was a funny bit uh, the whole way through. And yet, I'm the biggest fucking dick in the entire fucking universe because people don't get it. But I mean, fuck it. We're, it's a Harry Potter day. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to get. Uh, nah, nah. Well, you're mad because you felt like, hey, you and Louis put on a good show together. But people seeing it as you're just a dick. Yeah, I'm a douche and I'm a dick. But that what that's a funny bit. I mean, the play a douche, uh, the play, you know, it's a typical wrestling. See, the villain, you know, you gotta have a you right. But you realize that it's not a wrestling match. I understand. 
and I that but, it's, but it's I real life. Situ- you, I had market, situ- you had to sell a product. Yeah, I understand, but I mean, I didn't want to be a bore. I didn't want to be an asshole. Were the other I producers didn't... mad at you? Well, the producers were mad at they were mad at some the producer of the movie, and they took it out on me. That was a whole subtext behind the scenes thing. Anyhow, and I don't even, and again, I don't even think that should be discussed. So, you know, but that was a whole other issue. I walked in there within fifteen seconds. I knew how the bit was going to go, and I, and I went with it, and I got fucked. But that's good. Everybody had a good time except me. But so what? That's fine. Now it's a Harry Potter day, so let's not worry about that now. It's a Harry Potter day. We're not even thinking about Gap. We're just all thinking about Harry Potter. That's right, <laughs> Gay Dumbledore. I'm going to try to put a Harry Potter movie in my Google Plus. Get him in my circle. Not Dumbledore, though, right? Well, you just want more gay, gay talk? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that was for? Hello, Harry. <laughs> Are you here ready to piss shit and jizz? Magically, of course. Send the little girl Hermione away. I don't want her little cunt ruining everything that Harry and I have planned. I don't care if I sound like James Mason, I'm Dumbledore. <laughs> Hello, Lolita. This is Harry. I'm going to take movies while you two fuck on the floor. My name is James Mason. Oh, God. You're fucking seriously, Polo. You're insane. <laughs> Why would anyone say their name? What impressionist says the name of it? Why don't you go like this? Hello. My name is George Washington. <laughs> the George Washington impression. <laughs> it was good. All right, all right, all right. Here's, here's, on. One here's Nate Maine. Wants to talk to Paulo. Go ahead. Hey, Paul, is it true uh, Paul Hargis is starring in the new uh, Dora the Self Explorer movie? No, stop it with that. I'm sorry you have to put up with this, Paul. <laughs> all right, here's an impression. Here's, this is an old school impression. Okay. It's a far, far better thing I do. <laughs> I have ever done. You are fucking retarded. Seriously. This is a far, far better list I go to than I have ever done. Why there do you, you try? <laughs> Why do you try to act like a person? Why not just <laughs> fucking say, I killed a Hasidic kid in Brooklyn? Because you come off that way. <laughs> you come off that way. It's an imitation. You said I hadn't been... It's not... Okay. I'm James May. That was good, though. <laughs> We're doing that as Dumbledore. <laughs> okay, you've, you've ruined the Dumbledore bit. <laughs> okay. All right, is there any other movies coming out this weekend? No, I mean, it, the summer's over, except, of course, you got the crappy Captain America and the Cowboys and Aliens. I think Cowboys and Aliens is the only summer movie I'm going to see this year. You're, yeah. you're wincing? Yeah, it doesn't turn out. I think Winnie the, doesn't Winnie the Pooh come out this weekend, yeah, Paula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you release right, a kid right. movie the same weekend that Potter's out? Now, is the, does the Winnie the Pooh look like the old school Winnie the Pooh? Yes, yeah. very much. Yep. See, that might do a lot with nostalgia. It might not be a bad idea. And what about if you can't get into Potter this weekend? Default. There's got to be some runover. Default. Like, oh, look at those lines. Wait, look, you can I... walk right into Winnie the Pooh. I thought every theater in the country was going to be Harry Potter. I didn't think you could see another movie. Literally, they booked every theater in the country. I mean, so how are you going to go see Winnie the Pooh? Usually, you have crossover walkovers, you know. The only movie I want to see is Friday 4. <laughs> oh, God. Yet another Friday. It's Friday again. Again. No, got no job. <laughs> got no job. <laughs> you ain't got paid. We still like weed. <laughs> 
Craig. <laughs> Craig, keep your hands off my weave, Craig. And don't forget, he'll be fighting with Transformers uh, 3. Is and Harry Potter going to be bigger or smaller than Transformers? It's going to be bigger, bigger. Right, let's have a bet. End of the summer, who's going to win? Or clearly Harry Potter, but but right Hold now. Hold on, Paul. Jesus. Only human fucking beings. Try and answer right? too. It's I a far, far better out. thing Potter. than I've ever done than to just shut my pie hole for two seconds. <laughs> Who's gonna win? Potter takes it. Potter. Potter. Transformers. Potter. Baz, why are you alone with the Transformers? I think it's a, it's it's on a roll. It's on a roll. He says. That's right. <laughs> Can't beat that reasoning. It's on a roll. It is. Like butter. Yeah. Uh, Paulo, so nothing else to push. You didn't see Winnie the Pooh? I'm James Mason. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Hi, I'm Louis C.K., and your movie blows. Don't anyone buy it now. It's awful. This is, this is far, far better thing I do than I have ever done. This is far, far better. Are you jerking than... off? Sort of breath. I'm... Watching Dumbledore. Now, you know what? Even um, seriously, you make me wish I was talking to G Baby. He takes talking, this shit talking. fucking serious. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I mean, when I talk to G Baby, I get facts, I get information. Okay, I have facts at my fingertips. Right now, the movie to beat is Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it is not. Transformers is bigger. No, it isn't. Worldwide, Pirates of the Caribbean has one. Take a look around. You see Ireland here? We're just going by the United States. Yeah, fuck the United States. The United States oh. is nothing. No, that's anymore. it for me. I'm hanging up. We're too close to 9-11. We're done. We're over. The United States is over. It's all about the worldwide. Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging up on this fucker. <sighs> I come from. You know, the troops get out there and they fight for your freedoms every fucking day. And this actually did make me, this little, uh, what's her name, the Kunids? Mila Kunids? Mila Kunis. Uh, said, wait, I can't go anywhere with that Marine. He's fucking stood up, looking like a fucking idiot. Poor bastard. I bet he feels like shit right now. Is that close to getting her? He wanted to take her to Cowboys and Aliens, the movie you don't want to see. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't understand. Cowboys and Aliens, not Indians. Aliens. Yeah. If it was Cowboys and Indians, I might go. I would go to see that, too. <laughs> I don't think I'd like Cowboys and Aliens. Why not? Because it seems like it's been coming out for like a year now. Um... I know you like to follow the... Are you just scribbling for no reason? Yeah. And he's whipping his fucking thing there. Fez has got the picking of the scalp. I want you to show Johnny your scalp. Take a look, Johnny. Johnny, this is what I worry about every day with Fez. Oh, my. He just picks his scalp down his brain. Stop doing that. You're going to pick your brain. Oh, God. You're going to come out with medulla oblongata on your finger. I'm sure I'm digging through skull at this point. Uh, why are you doing it? I just, I can't stop doing it. It's, um... Then you gotta wear and gloves. I, and then I don't realize <laughs> that I am doing it. Put mittens on. Mittens or a hat. I got a helmet upstairs. But you do. <laughs> How about a Jimmy hat? <laughs> There's a box of columns to your right. Just a box of... Where? The touch, the feel of condoms. Oh, who's this box. crate of condoms That's a for? Big box. Hey, did we ever uh, pleasure ecstasy? Feels like nothing's there. Sure. 
Listen. Helps to desensitize and takes the enjoyment out of sex. <laughs> Dual action lubricant works for both partners. Yeah. I always wanted to invent like a liquid condom where you just dip your junk in something and then pull it out. And it's you know what? Covered. You're fucking joking, but that's perfect. Right. It, no, I have thought about that. I don't know why. So, like a chocolate covered condom that you just fucking. <laughs> you chocolate if you want. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Or something you paint on, like with a. I don't have the time to paint. Like the like the glue you had in school. <laughs> Just use glue. Fuck it. Make yeah, it this glue is going to protect you. <laughs> don't worry. I'm wearing glue. <laughs> Careful, it doesn't sticks. But what if it was like a liquid latex? That's, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. Is there such a thing as liquid latex? Oh yeah, sure. They use that in all those. When I got my things. hand crushed, I used to have to put it in this kind of wax. And then it would uh, kind of seal around my hand. They would wrap it all the warmth. You would not believe how good it made my crushed bones feel. Oh. Every fucking day I was like, let me just stick it in hot wax. That's Thank like a, you. That's like a big thing at bar mitzvahs and stuff. They do the wax hands. Like you could, you hold like a soda bottle or whatever, and then you dip your hand, and then you re-dip it a bunch of times, and they break you out of the mold. And then you get a mold of your hand holding a... Cup or something. I don't know. Why do they waste so much money on bar mitzvahs? Why don't you just tell them, here, put your dick in that and then have sex with strangers? <laughs> Probably better than a Coke bottle. Um, we do got a break here, right? Because we got to yeah. play catch up ball. Yeah, catch up a little bit. Never let me talk fucking movies with Paulo again. Okay. Uh, he takes it from ridiculousness to finally at the end attacking the United States of America. <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is. The greatest nation in the history of this continent. It's the shit. Better than Canada. Yeah. Better than fucking Mexico. <laughs> Fuck yeah. These guys are like assholes. Number one. Um, Johnny, uh, did you see that there's... It looks like the flip is taking place here in New York. A news station for soccer moms. Hey. What the hell is that about? What channel is that going to be? Uh, wherever the Rock Channel was. What were they called? XRP. Oh, yeah, no one. One hundred one nine. Yeah, one hundred one nine. Really? I know that. I mean, they got sold. I don't know what they were going to. People were talking. They about. got sold, but they're not soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> now they say they don't know where to hear a new Eddie Vedder and Mumford and Son. Oh, there's no rock stations Shit. in New York. Whatsoever. No, that's the end of it. There's none. There's not a single thing. Matt Penfield back on the street. <laughs> Maybe he'd be a great reporter on a news channel for soccer moms. I just can't believe the soccer mom news channel. News targeting women in their 30s and 40s. Wasn't that blink? Uh, blink? Wasn't that? <laughs> that yeah, was they're blinking. Like, they're like they're blink. fucking blinking. They're like the new blink. Oh God! Remember that transition? Yeah, I kind of do, Johnny. I, <laughs> kinda do. <laughs> I saw it take place out of a train window as I was leaving, like in a fucking World War II bye movie. Just with fucking picking my brain sitting next to me, fucking act like, "Well, I believe in everything. Take me back there, and I'll be good." For two years, Fess said to me every day, "If I get back to New York, I'll be fine." And <laughs> bye, y'all. <laughs> Johnny, you're creating a lasso over there like you're trying to do cowboys and aliens. <laughs> it was. What do you got, windows on your shirt? I don't know what they are. You got this and that. It's all nice there. So you got like a little square doing stuff. I try to. 
Yeah, your style has really come up in the world. Uh, I had to, I had to kind of get in trouble at work. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I have to dress a little more professionally. I couldn't wear t-shirts every day. You know, you get a better title, you move up a little bit. They make me a little more corporate. Johnny, first time I met him, and this is in his restaurant, he was wearing a shirt that just said, fuck my fuck hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the shirt. And I'm like, that's not even witty. Serving food, Johnny. <laughs> I know. No one wants to hear about fuck holes. Let alone how to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we really got a break, so yeah. you can play catch him up, Paul. Catch it up. Wasn't there any kind of dessert on fucking barbecue day? No uh, ice cream? It was like mug root beer was probably dessert. <laughs> Mix it with your ice cream. No fucking uh, cherry water ice, nothing? Oh, that'd be great. All right, uh, Andrew, come up with the idea of smoke condoms if you really want to look into it. Just some smoke around your dick. Hard Rock Johnny's here from the Hard Rock. Uh, we got a break. Back in minutes, run a fest show. Sometimes their life brings me to my knees 
Mike Zito of his new album. That's Greyhound, available to pre-order now on Amazon.com and MikeZito.com. Uh, well, we've got a signed copy. Give us a call. We'll give it out to the, uh, we'll just a random caller, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, to win a signed copy of the brand new CD by Mike Zito. Well, I'm going to try to make one of my Google Plus friends, oh. but I never know who's going to accept what there. Hopefully it gets in the plus circle. There's a plus circle? I guess that's what it is, right? Hard Rock Johnny sitting in was just enjoying the blues. I know you get depressed, but you were talking to me about Fez during the commercial. You yeah. said you're just not used to Fez. Yeah, no, he's just quieter, Fez. He's he says, uh, he just sits there, you said. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Now, Fez, didn't you feel like you were involved today? I said today, I think, was one of your more involved days. Yeah, I didn't realize I was um, that I had left the room mentally. Not today. Or whatever Johnny's uh, like accusing me of. another root beer after bitching about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you bitch about your mug, Fez, he brought back for you. Um, you know what? You don't have to line them all up. You guys just uh, pick the top caller and then bring me in the name. Because we're going to give out some of these uh, Mike Zito. Greyhound! Greyhound's name of the album. Available for pre-order on Amazon.com and MikeZito.com. Uh, he played uh, live for us the other day, which was fantastic. A lot of people are interested in what he's doing. But I'd like to see him at the Hard Rock sometime, Johnny. Just do an event with you guys, him. You love to do events. That's your whole life. It's fun. Events. It's fun. Why not? You know. Would you like Fez there? I would love to have Fez there. He's still mad about the time that I texted him after... For the Halloween thing that I knew not, did not know you had a heart attack. And I, you texted me while I was laying in a hospital bed. <laughs> I didn't know. About having a heart attack. No. Well, what I, did you say to him? I texted this him. This is why said, you're quiet today? You're still mad at Johnny? Oh. No. I, I remember things. I texted him and said, hey, um, maybe we should do a Halloween event. And it was, you know, Halloween was coming up. It was last year and it was when he had his heart attack. I didn't know you had another heart attack. I didn't think you had a heart attack last year, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. last September. Right, and I was planning an event. So that was wow. after my appendicitis? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because then I couldn't wait to get to the hospital. <laughs> right. With the Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yes. Um, Kate from D.C. is our big winner, so thanks, everybody. Got it. For uh, calling in. And there's going to be more of those. He says he sent us a box of them. Love it. Love it, Mike. Oh, those Mordale Blues. <clears throat> I, by the way, I would never sleep in my shoes. I don't give a fuck if I'm sleeping outside. My shoes are coming off. I've woken up with my shoes on. It's, it's fucking a horrible feeling. <laughs> it's really, it's, I, I know I got too fucked up. <laughs> Remember the first time you ever woke up in a, like a chair 
oh. after, from being fucked up, and you're like, so this is who I am now. I'm a fucking animal who falls asleep in chairs. Fucking come to, like, oh, no. There was come to? No, no. No come. In the chair. Where's the weirdest place you ever woke up? Um, in the middle of a field, outside, like like maybe a mile away from my fucking apartment in college. I just woke up in the middle of a field. Like know. you were wandering around in a field like yeah. a fucking crazy person? <laughs> I just playing w- Vietnam in the middle of the night? <laughs> just pissed drunk. Now, Johnny, you ever have these kind of drunk nights? Yeah, oh yeah, in college. I woke yeah. up on, our, we had the, on the side of our fraternity house a volleyball court, and I woke up in the sand volleyball court. See, I never had a problem with where I woke up, but who I woke up to next. <laughs> I've had to actually say to people, because I'm not one of, I'll be like, hey, I get very fucked up, so whatever happened, let's never speak of it again. <laughs> yeah, this, it was a and I, if you start fucking running your mouth around, you know, right now I feel like you have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me your fucking enemy Mm-mm. by going around fucking making, making other people hear about this. Yeah, really. That's going to fucking rain pain on you. Stop spreading the news is what they say. <laughs> You're fucking crazy as shit. <laughs> Next Tuesday, it is Unmasked with special guest Phil Rosenthal. He is the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. I think we're ready to shut this down, too, aren't we, Fuzz? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if well, you can put in a request, so... Uh, at Unmasked Show at Twitter.com. That's for next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Unmasked with Phil Rosenthal. Go ahead and send your request in. We can't promise anything. Johnny, this is your, uh, I believe, 50th fucking Unmasked that you missed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I like, you know, big streaks like that. I'm going to be consistent. I'm very consistent. What is it about you? You know, I've always been very. I always say this let's support each other in community. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I never went to an unmasked. You never, honest. you just don't like comedy. You don't like to laugh. You're not a big laugh. Oh, I love to laugh. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Is it? Besides eat, yeah. That's the two favorite things. Eat, laugh. That's it. Eat, pray, laugh. That's yours. <laughs> I write you wrote a book. <laughs> yours is actually eat, drive. <laughs> how, how long is your drive back to Jersey every night? I got a pretty good system. I mean, I, I come in early. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in the city by 20 after 6 in my office. Too early. It's early, but I don't sit in traffic. I, I just, you know, I buzz through the tunnel. Takes me Every fit. morning you buzz through the tunnel. I, I, I'm ahead of the curve. on I'm, I'm usually through the tunnel before at about 6.05 I'm in the tunnel. And you never have traffic? Very, very rarely. Especially now. Summer traffic, great. And then to get out of here, I leave at like 4.30. I'm, I'm in Jersey. Even on a Friday? I I don't work Fridays usually during the summer. Smart. I take, I take right. my, you know what I, I I get like a lot of vacation time and I don't use it for like weeks at a time. I take pretty much every Friday off during the summer. That's my thing, and I take off so I don't come into the city on Fridays, which because it's just brutal. And, and uh, you go to the shore. Um, yeah, on the weekends. Yeah, Fridays have been my wife works in the that, morning, and then we that's go actually weekend. better than fucking vacations. I love it. Three day weekends. Some my wife doesn't work Mondays uh, during the summer. So take sometimes a four day. It's nice. I'd rather do that than you know a week going somewhere. Or. And you, you and your wife, the marriage is pretty shaky right now. You're going through one of those times. <laughs> oh no, no, we're okay. Oh good, things are good. Good, I didn't know. No, no, things. Fez, are good. I want to get you involved in this. What does Fez want to talk about today? I don't want you just sitting there. <laughs> um, it's not what I said. What did you? That's exactly what you fucking oh. said. I'm gonna fucking call you out on All that. Right, I did say it. It was a hundred percent what you said. It's just. They didn't say it like that, though. What did you say? He just sits there. Yeah. That was how I said it. And I go, I thought today was 
more Fez than ever. Yeah. Demo without a doubt. Yeah. There's more action going on. Do you feel comfortable because I'm here? Or uncomfortable? I was up until a moment <laughs> so ago. Now it's starting to fucking oh, now see. It's, now it's starting to yeah. It's going to be mean Fez to me. Make fat jokes again. No, let's not do that. Let's all be friends. But let's see you bring something up, Fezzy. Bring something up that's going to engage Jenny. Casey Anthony is supposed to get out this weekend. What time? Uh, I don't know what time on Sunday she's getting uh, supposed to be released. I can't be involved in it because I got the fucking soccer game. I got the girls' soccer game. Johnny, you're going to be watching Sunday, right? Oh, absolutely. Start Twittering. <laughs> you Twittered last time. Oh, I'll just do like a Although, uh, someone said to me yesterday, I go, fuck, I can't believe the Asians won. They beat the Swedes. They said this Asian team is being called the Girl Barcelona team. That's how well they pass. Holy shit. Girl Barcelona. That's not good. Because we're Girl USA. I know. I have an idea for a band called the Girl Rolling Stones. And I fucking, it's like Rolling Stones, but it's for girls. Okay. And it would also do news that would be for soccer moms in Jersey. Why you run over and get a job there, Zito? You always want to break into market number one, doing girl fucking news. Ladies, this just in. If you want to lose five pounds by a month from Thursday. Turn that up. Hmm. Is nail polish bad for you? We'll let you know coming up. Oh, no, I drink a cup every day. I can't see how that's going to work. Can you open a Coca-Cola with your vagina? We'll let you know coming back after the break. Oh. That's good. It's a good fucking drop. How's that mug root beer yours doing? Warm. Probably should have jumped on sooner, but, you know, it's it's muggy. Good. It's as muggy as the great outdoors. Mug root beer. All right, Fez, jump into something that's going to fucking just grab Johnny. Just don't worry about Yahoo News in it. Mm -mm. Just be that fucking guy that Johnny knows. Be that guy. Yeah. Don't scratch. Don't scratch. Yeah, and I'm really. Uh, Why? It's Johnny. Up. It's Johnny and me. Mm hmm. Johnny and me. Ten years almost. Ten years, you know. Ten years rocking the fucking bay to the beaches. <laughs> Go ahead, Fez. Fill the DA. Uh, they, uh, Sarah Palin's daughter was talking about how the media really is out to get her because God is on her side. And they get, uh, and I get, apparently they're furious that God likes her better than them. So it's, it's very weird when, uh, people say God likes them, how unlikable they come, uh, become by saying that. Like the Pope. I don't know if the Pope even like says it, God really likes me. What about that song when you were a kid? Yes, Jesus loves me. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. The Bible told me so. <laughs> I hate those Palins. You don't like the Palins? Annoying. Palins or Bachmans? Who would you pick? Bachman, Turner, Overdrive? <laughs> Neither. Or the Palins? Do I have to pick one? You have to pick because Nazis have your parents. <laughs> Shit, I hate those Nazis, too. Nazis and Dumbledore are going to rape your parents. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take your time, Johnny. Let me get their clues off. I'll go with Bachman. She seems less dumb. Would be mm. my guess. I guess if you had to look at Fuzzy? it that way. I'll go with the Palins. Really? Yeah. Bachman. It's a tea party up in this motherfucker, right? She's <laughs> tea partying? I'm going to take Ted Kennedy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Kennedy. 
All right, not out of the news, though, Fezzi. Don't Yahoo News it. All right. Look, Johnny's really sitting here. We're all relaxed today. We're having a chill day. It's like chill town. Just think of yourself as the Mike Boogie, all right? Mm-hmm. Johnny's fucking Dr. Will, the evil doctor, and you're Mike Boogie. What are you talking about? I have no idea. It's Johnny. Um, what would you do if you and Johnny just fucking sat down at a table together? Yeah. You're fucking staring at each other like two gentlemen. Wondering who's going to make the first move. There's this dead silence. What were we just talk, talking to Johnny about? I would probably ask him if he got Don't. any more memorabilia in, like any new Ooh. stuff in. Come on, Fezzy Real. That's fucking small talk. That's what <laughs> some lady from Iowa would say to him. You're fucking Fez Watley. You've known him for ten. You've been dropping in for ten fucking years. Here you are, two fucking fellas. Two guys. Um... No, that was out of the news, too. Um, <laughs> what was it, though? <laughs> well, now you're really curious. There's a news item you missed. <laughs> what if it was something I didn't hear already? Uh, I saw something interesting in the news today. The crossword puzzle. <laughs> seven down. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> they have these weird crosswordy type things when I was in England reading the newspaper, but it's like mm. they start with a word at the top. And they have another word at the bottom, and you have like six different spaces to get down, and each time you have to change one letter in the word, and it has to make a word each line down till you get to the last line, and it has to be that word. I couldn't even understand it when I read it. I don't know how you can even figure it out. Um, when you're in London, do you always feel like you should just put makeup on one eye and just go around <laughs> and fucking be mean to old people? Yeah. I think that's the first time in any movie I ever saw an old person get fucking punched. <laughs> and a fucking, it was the strangest thing. When I can't remember I saw it before, that I ever saw it before, but when they were being mean to that old drunk, it fucked me up when I really? was younger. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> These guys are fucking People crazy. just punch old people? <laughs> were they at, where were they? Outside? Wasn't that like in that little alley? Yeah, it was like a tunnel Overpass. waterway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. a fucking trellis. <laughs> That was that was harsh, and then the giant porcelain dildo was brutal. See how we just started talking about stuff and uh-huh. had nothing to do? That makes you feel better or worse? Worse, because I'm not thinking of anything. Um, hey, Kevin Houston, you're on my face. Hey, Blairs. Yeah. Hey, uh, Casey Anthony's going to move to uh, Pasadena, Texas, and we're all going to party with her. Let me tell you something. There's only um, one Pasadena, and that's in California, and that's the home of Van Halen, <laughs> as well as the Rose Bowl Parade. Love that parade. No, you think they should be better known for Van Halen or the Rose Bowl Parade? Th- should or are? Yeah. Should be Van Halen, but I'm thinking they probably are more well-known for you know flowers and on a float. I just thought of something. You haven't invited me to your uh, place for a cool show in a long, long time. I haven't had too much go on. I mean, the last thing you were at was Eddie's uh, book launch, right? Yeah, I was very, very happy to be there, too. His, his aunt with the story with the car. That was... Oh, God. <laughs> was adorable. Seriously. That was one of my funnest nights ever. You know, the best part about that, remember I asked Aunt Pauline about cookies? Yeah. The next day when I went out to dinner with Ed and his wife, a tray of like 10 pounds of cookies. Aunt Pauline stayed up all night and made me cookies. You know, I was all part of it. Why wouldn't I get a cookie? <laughs> you couldn't send a fucking busboy over here three blocks? <laughs> I was at home. I ate them. 
That was actually such a fun night. That was I felt that was a good one. I was happy. It to was metal and family. You don't normally go <laughs> to a metal and family party. Well, I was you know look at how Earl's party. And was. then because I busted Johnny's balls a couple of times mm -hmm. about food. I had to eat off of every tray. I'm like, this, please, I want you to try this. It's fruit shaped like a rose. I'm like, it's great, Johnny. All night, and I had to, I'm fucking saying to him, hey, I say things to bust balls. I don't fucking mean them. I'm trying to fill the DA. That's all. Fill the fucking DA. Fill it. But that was a good time. I like that. That was You had fun. me at a Sopranos party before. Uh, we had, that was a good one. I'm going to have something coming cool in like a couple of things in September and October that I You got. don't want to say, though, in the air. No, I can't yet. Write They're it down to... for me. Write it down. So it's just uh, I know it's not a definite, and uh, it'll just give me something to look forward to. So this to the, is very, very exciting. You could come to the, uh, to the thing that we're doing that the guy was over at the window for before. That'll be exciting. Hmm. When's that, August? See, I don't know how that's even going to go down yeah. with uh, you-know-what. Little, It's in July, that one. Strike. <laughs> that's, I don't get it either. You know how you still do it. <laughs> I mean, is anybody even pumped for that? Because I'm, I'm a little some, nervous. Yeah, I, I just... Wanna, I want to have... Oh, I would like to go to this. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a good one. Uh, he just said... Uh, suck my cum pipe. Oh my oh, gosh, I would like God. to go. This is his idea. That's, that's not fucking, funny. That's, that's you know an what? event. Insulting. It's yeah. fucking gay. It's, it's gay. Yeah, it's gay. Yeah. That's very, very gay. I was thinking back to earlier with the Dumbledore guy. And by the way, uh, let him know that I do that like fucking once a year. So <laughs> why we're bragging that his ever had a couple zeros from me. Uh, Mike, you're in my face. Hey, Ron. Uh, ever since you went to grand jury duty, you've been talking about this guy, Phil, the DA. Are you ever going to have him in the studio? He was coming in today, and then he didn't do it. He got a little intimidated on it. Um, hmm, it's nice. Blowhard. Why was I wrong about Sweden beating Japan yesterday? Boy, yeah, you were wrong about everything. Now I know that the Yanks and Phils aren't going to be at the World nah, Series. Yankees and Phillies, Yankees and seven. Oh, uh, me so pleased. That are Japanese we sending something team? to his doctor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, uh, oh, thank you. Dr. C, if you're listening, thank you. This guy's going to save me because nobody else can, only Dr. C. He's probably driving home right now listening to the show. Uh, that Japanese team looked like a bunch of minister, uh, miniature Mr. Fuji's running around. They weren't even female. That's fucking racism, my friend. <laughs> what they look like? Come on. Sweden had women, at least, but USA is going to destroy now, them. Uh, a couple people up. wrote to me about Fez because he made fun of the manly look of that team. Uh -huh. And they go, okay, now we can't tease men about being a feminine, but we can tease women about being masculine. And I wrote back, Fez hates lesbians because they're women. Yeah. That's always been the case, I think. Yeah. Um, I had a spy report. Ooh. Well, then this is very important. I just got this in and I hope it works. Spy report. Spy, wow. report. spy report. Spy report. Spy report. John, you're going to like this one. Roger Clemens, mistrial. He gets off. Wow. Inadmissible yeah. evidence got out to the jury. The prosecution screwed up. <laughs> so I just heard that one strategy that Clemens is going to try in case they try to retry him is double jeopardy. Um, 
should the government that's what that's where you can earn twice as twice much money as much money in your lawsuit make it a full daily dollar. i'll take injection in the ass uh, alex for 20 <laughs> um here we go should the government continue this dog and pony show and spend millions of dollars on this nonsense or should we just say i didn't think so the first time I it's baseball's it's absurd. business it's just politicians who wanted facetime with these guys how can we spend more money to retry him? I mean, and he's not going to do any serious time anyway. He's not really a menace to anybody except Mike Piazza, pretty much. The only way he's a menace <laughs> is if you try to crowd the fucking plate. That's it. Because he owns it, and he'll yeah, fucking say, hit you on the elbow. Don't you think the great Philadelphia Phillies uh, pitcher, um, what's his face, the big um, the guy who went to Boston, the guy with the bloody sock. I don't even like to think of him as like being him from guy. fucking Philly anymore. I can't Philly even say anymore. his name, but I'm just all him. these big bulked up pitchers they had to be doing something there's so many players out there i'm not saying he's on it but how many of these players have not been revealed and the ones who've been revealed have basically taken a lot of crap for it i think that they should let the whole list go they should let them use steroids if they want to it's entertainment they do it in wrestling they do it in every other sport why are they going to prosecute federal money federal time federal dollars for baseball players guys who hit a ball I don't mind seeing a 900-foot home run. I don't mind seeing a guy get drilled and throw a bat at I mean, that makes it even more fun. It's like but but at did. some point, then, you don't have ever have regular people playing sports again. Only freaks of nature. And they say it's for the children, and it's for the children. Well, you know what? The children out there, they're going to do enough share of their own drugs. But the steroid thing... All right, I'm going I'm to run with this. Thanks, uh, Blower. All right. He came up with something interesting. Now, the other day... Uh, one of the fucking people's on the Today Show, and she was bitching about um, the acts that they have on the Today Show, the concerts and the that they do. Yep. And Gaga and Rihanna, and she goes, you know, children can see that. I'm like, at what point did whatever we do, you had to think of children? Why can't it be the fact of if you have children, then it's your responsibility to what they watch and don't watch? But what does? Why do the rest of us? have to tiptoe around because there's children. It makes no sense. I mean, who, there's been shit going on all the time since that wouldn't be good for children to watch. I Everything mean, isn't fucking good for children. So what? It's They're too little and soft in the world, but you don't little and soft up the world for them. It's totally fucking... I guess the 80s, was that when they started really cracking down on just it's, making sure kids could nah, have was, any sort of contact with anything bad? Well, well yeah, it was the movie Less Than Zero. That fucking finally <laughs> pushed us over. If that's your point, I think it was like the nineties. Like I was talking about the other day when I was I was eight years old. My mother would put me on a train by myself in the town I grew up in to yeah. send me to Hoboken, where my brother was going to college, to go hang out with my brother for a weekend. If if they put an eight year old on a train, the parent would never see him again. They would. I mean, the dyphus would come and take him away in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, you think it's just like the. Why, when did it become bad to let your kid do something or have some fun or be a kid? I don't know. Uh, now the weird thing is, the exact same thing that you did is what that little kid got killed about. I know. I know. When you look at, you know, has the world changed? But there's always been sick fucks. Always been sick fucks since day one. Yeah. But you think. That's not going to, just like in the same way of, like when you were a kid, did you out running around in the fucking backyard when it rained? Of course you did. You know what I mean? Now it's like, get in, there's going to be lightning. What? There's always been lightning. <laughs> right. You get hurt. Yeah. You, when there's lightning, you're supposed to scream and run faster. <laughs> what, what about like, and all the, like all the kids, they don't play outside, like all the food allergies. Did you know anyone growing up that had an, an allergy to peanuts or? There wasn't one wait, person. Whatever, no. like I don't know where all this shit came from. I don't know. I have my own feeling that genetically, 
Uh, we as a species ate so much peanut butter because, you know, up to that, like, before, like, I guess peanut butter became big in the 50s or whatever, you know, on TV and all that. But before that, people would just eat a peanut every once in a while. It wouldn't be that much. Once we got peanut butter, right? Yeah. It became a daily lunch or snack, right? Yeah. So as a species, we just suddenly moved over (laughs) to eating almost no peanuts, you know, maybe a couple of boxes a year to probably... A mountain of peanuts. So within probably two generations, our children did something happen in the DNA line, rejected it. But I never see anyone bring that up. I think of a do- maybe I could talk to Doctor Steve about it. It's it's all of them. There's like it's the the kids who are allergic to peanuts. There's kids who can't eat bread because they're allergic to whatever's flour. There's people allergic to. The, there's a lot of kids that can't have any dairy. Yeah, yeah, they and can't anything eat that it's dairy. involved with. Those are called Jewish kids. <laughs> the Jewish people have always suffered with the dairy. Uh, but the peanut, to get back to the fucking thing, no. To answer your question, you could bring peanut butter cookies to school when I was a kid. Yeah. You can fucking eat peanuts. Now they say don't bring peanut butter cookies in because the peanut odor gets in the air and hurts some of the children. Oh they won't serve them on airplanes anymore because of the peanut allergy. They, you know, you give that little bag of peanuts. They don't, now it's pretzels. Harry, I have a penis allergy. <laughs> I need you to give me something that I could use right now. Perhaps a magical dick in my ass. <laughs> uh, 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 but I don't know what happened there. It's just... Um, Tony in Idaho thinks he knows. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Ron. So, from what I know, all these allergies came about with the decline of breastfed children. You know, formula came, you know, real popular in the mid-70s and, you know, blew up in the 80s. So, these kids never got the, uh, got what, you know, maybe you got as a child. I never got, I never got breastfed. I was, uh, straight formula. But any of you guys breastfed? No. I might have been. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it came back around. Oh. After, like, probably the 80s on, where they start going, you need to be breastfed. You say milk. Yeah. Yeah. And those uh, <laughs> boys feel like they're just the princes of the city. <laughs> I'm a titty prince. <laughs> um, Chris, P.I., you're on Running Fez. Yeah, Reading Phillies, double A, have um, peanut-free days. A couple of games a year where you can't buy peanuts in the stadium for the fucking freaky kids that can't be near peanut dust. They can't be near the top. I mean, I feel for these kids because yeah. it must be awful. You've never had Jif in your whole fucking <laughs> life. Damn. Like little outcasts. It's got to be horrible. You must feel worse than the retards. <laughs> At least they mainstream them guys. They can hang out with everyone else. You get peanut, know. peanut-free classrooms now. I like when they put, start putting retards in school with us. <laughs> I had a friend named Baseball Head. <laughs> Motherfucker had the smallest head. <laughs> We're like, you're sitting with us, Baseball Head. <laughs> That sounds like a man. Yeah, it would be really fucking funny, except his grade point average got bigger than mine. That's the only fucking thing. When we graduated, I had to walk after him. I was, seriously, it was like, you had to walk up in my school by grade point average. I fucking went out there like if it was your first open mic at fucking the comedy store. <laughs> You're going on. There was, there was only waitresses. Actually, when I got my diploma, there was fucking chairs turned over. Really fucking embarrassing. Um, here's Kurt. Think he knows the reason. Kurt. 
Hey, Maha, what's going on, guys? Well, I've heard that uh, the scientists have pretty much proven that all these food allergies are because all these mothers that are so germophobic that they use antibacterial everything, and it's killed the uh, antibodies in the uh, systems, and they can't fight off any germs at all. I do. I want to get to the bottom of this with Dr. Steve once. And, I mean, I know he even has to rub testosterone on his chest, so he knows what it's like to be lacking and whatever people need. Hey, Mari, you're on Run of Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I had, I had a, um, a, a subject that Fezzy could talk to Johnny about. Uh, maybe he could talk to him about what they called him as a kid, fatty pneumonia. Why would I want to talk about that? I was I was a chubby kid and yet sickly at the same time. Here's Matt in Connecticut. Hey, Ron. Hey, um, my wife's a first grade teacher, and uh, I guess from so now on, radio shows. you can do uh, any cookies or cupcakes or anything. You can only have Rice Krispie treats, but you can't make them yourself. You have to get the prepackaged ones so people know that you didn't poison them. Because <laughs> there's some crazy mother out there sprinkling <laughs> fucking peanuts and everything so the kids get sick. Uh, There's a razor blade in the candy they brought to school. Remember <laughs> that you used to have to get your candy x-rayed or like they do that at, I never the, at did the police that. station. You I never did put that. Through the metal detector. I just fucking ate it. Just ate it. What's a razor blade? You a little cut. If I get a razor blade, I'm just going to spit out. I really, what did they hurt? What did they hope? They'll cut you? How's that even something to fucking do? At least they always put it in the apple. Who the hell wanted an apple for Halloween? Oh, that anyway? fucking apple got chucked in a car. Right, right, right back at the house as soon as you walked away. <laughs> My mom gave out apple taffies when one kid wasn't at the fucking. And she used to make homemade, which, right. again, they would arrest her for. Sure. But some other guy wouldn't answer his door, and this fucking kid <laughs> threw an apple taffy through his window, busting his window, right? <laughs> so the cops come up at all, and he actually. Actually said, I was biting the apple taffy and it slipped from my mouth and went through the window. The cops like, whatever, just fucking pay for it. Guys are douchebags. <laughs> what a funny fucking story! And all the other kids are going, it's a true story, officer. He bit the apple taffy, slipped out of his mouth, and went right through fucking that guy's window. It's crazy. I hate those people with their lights off on the Yeah, we know you're fucking home. We see your car there. Douche. How fucking hard is it to come up with a bag of candy? <laughs> no one even said it has to be great stuff. Right. Just we never an effort. Whatever, Mike and Hike, I don't care what it is. Just make an effort. Because <laughs> we want to know that you're involved here. You're part of the fucking community. If not, you get something through your window. <laughs> it came out of my mouth, though. That's it. It slipped. Now, when I answer the door to Halloween, I always do this to the kids. What? They're all fucking dressed like that. And they go, what? Uh, we want some candy. For what? It's Halloween! They always start to yell. Today? Yes! Look at the way we're dressed! All right. And then, did you hate when someone asked you what you were supposed to be? Look, yeah. It was like this, sir. If you don't recognize it, forget it. Then I failed. You don't get it. Give me a piece of candy. I'll be on my way. I can't tell you what I'm supposed to be. What do you a think? A scary ghost monster. <laughs> That's what the fuck I am. Are we really ending this? It's over. Fez, you filled the DA today. Okay. I hate it when they come to your apartment trick-or-treating and then uh, mention to their mother how bad your apartment smells. 
Well, what happened to you? Yes. What did it smell like? Cat. It smelled fine. They Farts. said cat. Well, you know, you don't and smell the cat yourself because you live in that stink. You know, you you live in cat shit. Maybe he was sleeping was, on the couch. I'm sure he was. <laughs> That's a good impression Still. of him. <laughs> All right, we got anything to plug for the night? It's already awake. Is tonight a vote off? Tonight is a vote yeah, off. Yeah, today's the vote off, yeah. Oh. Well, let's go Jeff from Chicago. Please win. Hate him. Uh, we're not going to plug anything else. Tomorrow, uh, we'll be bringing someone from Planet Hollywood and spending the day with us. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, seriously, why don't you come over more? You get Fez fucking chatting again like the old days. I'd you get love him talking. To. I'll come by some more often. You now. get him fucking talking again. I'd like to do that. It just sits there. It's true. But if we had some kind of thing, you could just see the money popping up over his head. How much? Like a fucking taxi gauge. Ping! Ping! Because, like, even when you sit sometimes, you got to fucking pay. That's it. Back tomorrow, uh, the director of the new Ken Kesey documentary. And also, we're going to do some live blues. That's right, Chris Bergson band. Live blues. Uh, and let's give away another Mike Zito. Let's do it up. Um, uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>